to Pure Evil MMA. I'm your host, as always, Evil Eddie, and we got a special show for you guys up today. It's been really fun to kick off the new year in 2020. Kind of crazy. We're going to the next decade here as MMA fans and journalists here at PureEvilMMA.com. It was a great year, so I thought it would be really fun to do something a little bit different here. So what we're going to be doing, we got our boy Darce in the room. Yeah. Darce Smokes. Yep. Yep. What up? What up? Yeah, man. I left uh, 2019 feeling like my MMA uh, cup was half empty. And that's <laughs> saying a lot for me. I'm usually optimistic about these things. And it was just shit. <laughs> Dude, everybody has had a, a pretty hard time with the flu and everything going on. It's just crazy. So let's kick things up a notch here with some fun for everybody, especially you. You need to kick in with uh, yeah. a little laughs, a little smiles because... No. That's just what we do here at Pure MMA. So we're going to be doing an MMA trivia game. So this is actually supposed to be between Dars and another podcaster. And the other podcaster's name, let me get it on Twitter. I tagged you in isn't that. It, isn't it Rhino? Is it Rhino? Because if it's Rhino, he's actually tuning into this right now, which is a little crazy, but we're going to record his. No, no. it's Jake Davis. Jake Davis. That's... And he's living over in Dublin. So they're five hours ahead. So it's like two in the morning there. He's got school tomorrow. So, uh, and then tomorrow. So the winner of this is going to go to the championship. And then it's going to be um, Juice versus Rhino. That's what's going to be. The winner of that will face the winner of this. So let's kick this off. Let's jump right into it. Yeah. And I think I'm going to do about 15 questions. Maybe 10. Ready. I'm ready. You've been ready, Darce. You've been, been ready. reading all my MMA <laughs> trivia booklets and whatnot. <laughs> you know what? One of my ex-girlfriends bought me uh, MMA, Ultimate MMA uh, for Idiots. Remember the old uh, For Idiots oh, books? I kind of do remember, yeah. <laughs> like uh, computer programming for idiots? Yeah. Yeah. So really quick, let me make sure that we're all good to go here. People are tuned in. All right, perfect. We're perfect, Dars. We are good, bro. All right, so ready for question number one? It's going to be multiple choice questions. Let's do it. Which I didn't write down in those first couple. Hold on. All right, question number one. How many times did GSP defend his title after the loss to Matt Serra? Was it A, five, B, six, C, four, or D, Nine. Give me those answers one more time. Okay. And just to repeat the question as well. How many times did GSP defend his title after his loss to Matt Sarah? Was it A5, B6, C4, or D9? I want to say A5. Now, Now think about it. Go through your head and think about some of those fights while I shut this fan off. Okay, so. Nope, nope. I'm still sticking with my answer. I got a feeling that it's wrong, though. Go you ahead. Did. Give it to me. You got to remember, he went through a whole new change after that. Changed up everything. Went to a psychology coach. What is your final answer, Dars? Five. <laughs> Correct answer is D, nine. Nine title defenses. Nine. Nine title defenses. Now, that's not Fucking even the top GSP. leader 
for title defenses either. The leader is actually Anderson Silva tied with Mighty Mouse, which uh, I'm a little right. upset to see Mighty Mouse go because that would have been awesome to uh, still have him here. All right, so question number two, and let me mark this down that you are 0 for 1. Okay. 0 for 1. 0 for Starts 1. <laughs> okay, this is a little bit easier one. In what year did GSP voluntarily vacate his title? A, 2014, oh. B, 2012, C, 2013, or D, 2015? I think that was 2013, Doug. No. Of the, no, or, or, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What was, okay, what was his last fight? You got to remember it was, that. It was Hendricks, yeah? yeah it, it was, was definitely Johnny Hendricks. Johnny Hendricks, Hendricks very close fight. Very that was the fight. So, okay, but that was, okay, that was definitely, all right, that was 2012, bro. It had to have been. I'm, that's my final answer. I'm sticking with it. You're sure. Two, 2000, you, the first you said 2013. Now you're changing that, and you're sure. I'm, I'm going with 2012. 2012 or 2013, Dars? 2012. Final answer? Final answer. Damn it! You talked me out of it. <laughs> no, into it. I was ah. trying to talk you back into it. I was like, "Shit, is this really yeah, your final answer?" I just answer? gotta go with my gut. I can't do any of this final answer stuff because that's when I start like second guessing myself. This one's actually pretty fun. Okay. <laughs> I mean, these are hard. These are pretty hard off the top of your head, like thick and back. You know what I mean? Like it, yes. it is kind of hard. Uh, this is a fun one, so it's, anyone can get this right. Anyone can get this one right. Mm -hmm. Question number three. Before becoming a CEO of Strikeforce and Bellator, what career was Scott Coker working in? Was it A, as a stuntman, B, as a bank manager, C, as a gym coach, or D, managing a manager of Gap in New York? That's very, very specific. <laughs> Isn't that an interesting one? That's I mean, a very... What, what could you picture Scott Coker doing if he wasn't doing his job right now? Really, any of those things, except for being a gym coach or owning a gym. I don't, I don't see that happening. So that's not it. I'm going to go with... What was A or B? Okay, so let me repeat it for the people listening. We got Donnie's in there. So I want to see Donnie's comments uh, pop up in here. Let's aim. I can't see anything. Okay, so before becoming a CEO of Strikeforce and Bellator, what career was Scott Coker working in? Was it A, stuntman, B, manager, C, gym coach, or D, manager of Gap in New York? He could totally be a stuntman. I yeah. could see Scott Coker being a stuntman, and I'm riding with that. And you are right, man. Let's he go. Was, here's the thing, though. I want to see Scott Coker as a stuntman still. You know what I mean? Like, Scott Coker should uh, open up every event with him coming in like uh, Brett Owens on, like, a online. And just, yes. like, I mean, kind of a, a cringy thing to say a little bit. But I would love to see him do something like that. Last time I saw him, he was having coffee, just all relaxed in his Bellator hoodie. But uh, being a stuntman. I can totally see him doing that, man. So, yeah, I'm glad I went with that one. Okay, so you are now... Two and one. So you got one out of three. Question yes. number four. What promotion was Habib's last fight in before signing to UFC and making his debut in January of 2012? Was it A, Pro FC, B, 
M1, C, pancreas, or D, strike force? What in C or D? Give me those first two lines. I like that you eliminated those because I'm going to tell you right now, correct. So now it's 50-50, mm -hmm. pro of C or M1. And that should say it from right there. It's not doing it. So I'm going to ride with M1. Finally. Now, now just think about M1, what it represents. And think about pro FC. If you have ever even heard of it, I'm sure there's barely any people that ever heard of it. You know, and this is going back to 2012. Final answer, M1. Pro FC. Final answer. Pro FC final answer. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got it. I got nervous there for a second. So now you're called up. You're, you're evened out. Dars is even out. The tension is high here at PureVolMMA.com uh, podcast. And I'm, I'm excited. We're only four. We're four deep. We got six more to go. Or maybe maybe not six more. We got, we got one, two, three, four. We got five more to go. Or six. We'll see. All right. So next question. Question number, question number five. What season of the Ultimate Fighter did the now champion Kamaru Usman defeat Hader Hassan via arm triangle in oh. the year of 2015? Was I actually it a, know this. Oh, go ahead. 2000, uh, whoa. Was it A, Tough 19, B, Tough 20, C, Tough 21, or D, Tough 17? Oh, okay. So I, the num the numbers kind of throwing me off. I know it was the American Top Team, Black Zillion. Yes, Please. it was. I, God damn it. That was the before. God Talk it damn out. It. Talk it out. Talk it out. What's going through That was head? before the Ronda Rousey season. I think. Shit. All right, give me those. Give me those multiple choice questions or answers again. What were the numbers? Okay. What season did Usman compete in? Tough nineteen, tough twenty, tough twenty one, or tough seventeen? It's now, not twenty one. I feel like it's nineteen or twenty. It's definitely not seventeen. All right. Uh, I'm going with the twentieth season, dog. Now, think think about that really quick before you answer it. Mm -hmm. Who are the coaches for this? You already said it was ATT versus the Black Zillions. Now, yeah. that was a big year. Remember who was on that show helping them out? And do you remember what season came after that? Do you remember the season after that? Uh, the season after that was the Ronda Rousey one, right? Nope, it's that's wrong. That's wrong. Season after that, this is the only hint I'm going to give you this whole thing season after that was snake in the grass that's all i'm gonna say okay was tj dillashaw or, or not tj dillashaw that was when conor mcgregor came on to in uriah favor this is your phone a friend i'm your friend phone in all right. in all right god damn it number 19 dog it's got to be number 19 I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm watching this on Periscope and just seeing your. This is intense <laughs> for you. I can tell. You're playing all through your head. Your eyes are flittering. Like I'm just like I just can't. 
I wish I like knew the numbers. I like know the name of that the was seat. such a big giveaway, Dars. I gave you such a big giveaway. Your final All answer right. is Tough Nineteen. Tough Nineteen has got to be. Now it. remember, this was in 2015. When did Jose Aldo versus Conor okay. McGregor go down? So, what year was Conor McGregor? Maybe it Jose was Aldo? tough. That was what 2015, 2016, 2016. I'm going to leave no, it at that. What's your final answer now? Was it A, Tough 19, B, Tough 20, C, Tough 21, or D, Tough 17? Tough 21. I don't know. Final answer? That's the final answer. You got it correct. <laughs> tough 21. You got it correct. I said every one of them. I just knew the answer of the name. of. This. I wish that that was the... Uh... Because Conor McGregor was tough one too, <laughs> uh, you know, ending that season, going to the Jose Aldo fight. Um, Man, yeah. tough twenty one, Kamaru That's... Usman. Great season to rewatch too for you guys. Oh, no, it really was. Uh, Hadri Usman, I thought he was going to take the whole thing, and yeah, uh, Usman really wasn't a favorite there. Yeah, no, uh, I was definitely sleeping on Usman for sure, but he he got the job done, man. Darcy, and God damn it, I wish. Um, you know, I'm kind of biased. So Frank, the one with Frank Yeager, BJ Penn, that, that gave me a lot of joy. You remember the BJ Penn versus uh, Jens Pulver where BJ's like, all right, whoever wants to be on my team, raise your hand. Everyone raised their hand. Yeah, I do remember that one. Daniel's like, do. hold on a second. You, you're not running the show, BJ. Hold on a second. <laughs> uh, we got Jens was pissed about here. that too. Donnie's saying he's five for five, bro. Watch out. Donnie's saying he's five for five. Phone, hey, phone Donnie, it's easy the when you, there's no pressure. There's no video on you. You got the internet at your fingertips. God damn it. And Donnie just, goes, whoever wins this is fooled when they face me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready for the next question? Yeah, let's go. No, Donnie, he's not two out of five. He's three out of five. He's three out of five. Three out of five. Next question. Question number six. Who did Jorge Masvidal last lose to in the year of 2017 of our Lord? Was it A, Wonderboy, B, Damian Maya, C, Benson Henderson, or D, Lorenz Larkin? And keep in mind, he did lose to every one of these fighters. That's 100% Damian Maya. Final answer. Wrong. His last loss was to Wonderboy in 2017. God damn it. So now you're you're back at even three that was for a three. Trick question, because it was it was close. Was it was really right close. before it. It was right before it. Jesus, that was a trick question. This one's kind of tricky too, but give it a shot. Go ahead. Okay. What year did Henry Cejudo win gold in the Olympics? Not the Pan Ams, not anything else. The Olympics. Mm-hmm. No, no multiple choice. Uh, yeah, I do got multiple choice. A, 2006, B, 2008, C, 2009, or D, 2011. Think about this carefully. That's 2008. Now now think about it. Olympics are every four years. Four years. So some of these just kind of give that away if you know yeah. when the last the last one was. I, kinda, I mean, I don't really, but I'm thinking it was – that was – <laughs> let's go with 2000 and what was the answers you, you said 2008 
But the yeah. answers are 2006, 2008, 2009, or 2011. And you said 2008. God damn. You're, you're lucky you don't have your girlfriend in the audience coughing for you. Like that <laughs> one guy. Do you know what I'm talking about? The it? one guy got busted for uh, his girlfriend coughing. For oh, yeah. On the, I do remember that on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah. I do remember that. I would have had some shit like that go down. I want to see what Donnie you know says what? for this, too. I still think it. I, I'm 2008? I still think it's 2008, dog. Final answer. Yeah. That is correct. Let's so go. Now you're four for three. So we are down to... Two more questions, or two or three more questions, so we're closing in. Question number eight. Who has the most finishes in UFC history? Was it A, Vitor Belfort, B, Anderson Silva, C, Joe Lozon, or D, Cowboy? That's Joe Lozon. Think about it. Think about it carefully. Joe Lozon is definitely up there for a, a couple of uh, the records. Didn't he? So get, you might get I feel like. Hmm. I'm gonna do you a favor. I'm gonna eliminate Joe Lozon. I'm gonna eliminate Joe Lozon. So is it A. Vitor Belfort, Anderson Silva, or Cowboy? Now I gotta okay. do this for the same thing for your opponent as well. Keep in mind. Oh yeah, hundred percent. If Joe Lozon's out, then it's Cowboy. Final answer. That's my final answer. I'm right. And that's correct. Let's go. <laughs> no, that that's fine. And I hope there's no one giving me some slack here because I know Juice is gonna rewatch this. Rhino's gonna rewatch it and go, "Oh, you motherfucker! You're you're giving them hints <laughs> because this is this is one of your boys on the Pure Evil MMA podcasting network. <laughs> you want to give them the gift card, so uh, I, I got to do this for everybody. Shit. But it's only fair, know. you know. What I mean? Yeah, it's only fair. And I'm not it's- giving away. It's multiple choice, so. You got a 75% shot. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people would have picked Silva in that situation. I agree. I agree. I thought about it, but, you know, I I know it was – I knew it was between Lozon and Cowboy before I said Lozon. So, got to give me that. Most finishes in heavyweight UFC history. Is it A, Frank Mir, B, Stipe Miocic, D, Francis Ngannou, or – I mean, C, Francis Ngannou, or D, Brock Lesnar? Shit, that's a tough one. Most finishes in heavyweight history, and you got to remember. That is. I'm not gonna say tough one. I'm gonna ride with Frank Mir. Final answer. I I got to. Got it. That's correct. Correct. Yes. Jeez, that was. You're out of the woods now, bro. You're out of the woods. You were balancing on the even. You start tipping towards the negatives. Now you're on a roll. You're six for three. Six for three. Let's go. Okay. Uh, let me see. Let me read these. This should be, the, what, last one or two? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is not a multiple choice. The last two questions will not be multiple choice. You have to answer it on right. your own. Anderson Silva made his UFC debut against what fighter? Okay. Okay. God damn it, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Chris Lieben. Got it. Jesus Christ. Got it. Yo, you're all Ooh. stressed out over there. Coming off a of cold, Jeez. all stressed out. Lord, I was like, it was right on the tip. I was, I was going to say Jens Pulver, but I don't know why. 
I'm, I'm so happy you got that right. So now you okay. and three wrong. Last question. This could be big. This could be the make or break to get you into the finals. All right. Let's ride. Let's ride. I'm feeling it now. A little tough here. Shit. Who coached the last season of The Ultimate Fighter that aired on Spike TV? What two coaches? That aired on Spike. Yeah, one of them, I'm going to give you one hint. One of them became champion later on, and the other one was a big star and then faded away, but now is making his return outside of MMA. I kind of I, I I thought it might be this season. It's got to be the Michael Bisbing and uh, Mayhem Miller. Oh, Darcy got it. That's got to be it, it bro. <laughs> Let's it, go. Bro. <laughs> we riding. All right, last last one. The last one, just for a tiebreaker. Okay. Just for a tiebreaker, just in case the opponent gets the same amount. Yes. Before T. Wood, what one of these fighters tried, or you got to answer it yourself. Before Tyron Woodley, what one of, what fighter tried his hands in hip hop, in the hip hop scene that starred Frank Mir in his music video? God, that's tough, brother. Wow. Okay. There's really only one other person that I could think of that would even be crazy enough to try this. So, and this is pretty long ago, and you can picture Frank Mir in the music video with the headphones on, just like, why? What am I doing here? <laughs> what am I doing here? Uh, I'm going with Rashad Evans. No, no, no. I'll tell you right now, that's that's a no. I'm gonna give you one hint. One hint. Okay. It's one of the Gracies. What Gracie made a music video? Stop. A music video. It's you're not talking about the G and the G. Gina Key, you got it, bro. Oh, you're not talking about but wait, Gina Key. Who was it? Who sang it? Who sang it? That you have to answer uh, that. Who sang it? Oh shit. Oh. Now go through the graces in your head. Was it? God damn it, what is his name? It, he's so cringy, I basically just blocked him from my mind. <laughs> I know he recently well not recently, but he was fighting in Bellator. What is his name? All the it's not Hannah. Hey, I'm gonna play it for you. I'm gonna play it for you. Okay, I'm gonna play it for our audience because everyone listening it, to the car is playing along. Is it Hegan? Right no. Hold on, bro. Yes. Oh, the and, the, the, and wasn't Kevin uh, Kevin Casey in that video as well? I'm with you in the beat. I totally remember this song. That's uh, Alex. Is that your final answer? Isn't it? Halleck Gracie. Say it Halleck. one more time. Halleck. That's correct. That is correct. You did pretty good here, bro. That's wild. When was the last time you heard that song? That's a throwback. Bro. I've literally like blocked it from my memory. That you got nine exist. correct out of nine, out of twelve. That's, That's actually cool. really good, bro. That's dude. You, you got your driver's permit, and now you got your license, kid. So, <laughs> no, it's, like, it's funny. I'm 
I'm really confident with this. I feel like Donnie might have gotten a, a bunch of right at the beginning. It started getting tougher. And as it started getting tougher, you start nailing them, bro. I was surprised later on in those questions how many you got right. So with that being said, <laughs> we got to wait and see until tomorrow to see if you made it into the final. So everyone that's watching, got to tune in. Before we let you go, uh, just talk a little bit about your last podcast, what you got planned for 2020 for our listeners here that are going to be tuning in. Yeah, absolutely. So on my podcast... I banged through 25 episodes, bringing you guys the hottest guests from MMA Twitter. So be sure to check out the next 25 episodes. I just dropped one yesterday. Episode number 26 features Brandon The Truth. He's been an MMA Twitter staple for a very, very long time. And uh, I'm very happy to have him in my inner circle. Tomorrow's guest, I got Laura coming on. And you guys all know her for her pretty awesome tweets. Uh, and then I got something really special lined up for you I guys. I saw a fighter, Episode correct? 50. What was that? Wait, was it a fighter I saw you having on soon, right? No, no. Laura, I don't have any fighters in the uh, in the pipeline. I did have uh, one amateur fighter a few weeks ago, George Luna, who okay. has a fly, uh, flying triangle on his record. So be sure to check that out, too. All right. So, guys, make sure to give Darce a follow at D-A-R-C-E underscore smokes s-o-m it's like darce oh, wait, I, I was about to darce say for smokes. all the people in third grade that can't spell but i just spelled it wrong d-a-r-c-e <laughs> underscore s-m-o-k-e-s on twitter and you got some pretty good stuff and find all of his podcasts at purevilmma.com on anchor google Podcasts, and all the uh links that we got listed for you on there darce have a great night and we hope you make appreciates man that was fun all right god bless have a good night Yeet. Darce tuning out right there. All right, Darce, I'll talk to you in a second here, guys. And he's going to call in via Skype. So the audio is actually going to be pretty good. And we're going to talk about a couple of MMA things. Let me just call Donnie really quick to tell him that he is able to call in now. That's a pretty good job that Darce just did. I, I wanted to do this at the beginning of the show, let you guys know what's been going on. I had a great New Year's, great Christmas. Uh, I'm going to dive into that uh, on tomorrow's show. We're going to do some reaction videos that I got lined up for everybody. And uh, we're going to have 2020 be more fan-friendly. I love doing the podcast, but I want to have some more shorter videos, some more reaction videos for you guys. So this is what you guys want, and we're going to give it to you. All right, let me tell Donnie to call me on Skype. At D Rocket six nine six nine, call my Skype. At I can't tell you guys. Well, it's my email. It's FlecoJr at gmail dot com. I don't know why I said I can't tell you guys. You guys can call me whenever you want. Email me whenever you want. All right, let me open up Skype again. Because it's just so slow. Through a whole bunch of shit to get a little bit faster. Getting to that, I was having some issues. This, I'm gonna pull the picture up for you guys. Do they're taking money out of children's mouths? Some fighters, they were making a lot of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, the whole Brandon Schaub, Dana White thing. 
Then Reebok. Reebok doesn't even sell the fight kits. I wanted to go to the mall. Or whatever. I mean, I could run online. Yeah. Into a store, and they care. As if Reebok released a new shoe and they didn't sell it on their store. That's, like I don't see them doing that. I just don't. I don't understand it. And then they're having fighters walk out with, you know, they're they're wearing Air Jordans. They can't wear those. They have to go up barefoot. Crazy, bro. I, I don't understand it. Let's try to get Donnie in here. Donnie Rocket, call me here. I didn't even see it. Okay. We're giving Donnie a call here. Going to the React page. Bada bing, bada boom. Let's see what we wrote down here. Donnie, I'm calling you. I'm trying to call you, Donnie. Call you. So this miss call from Donnie. No, Donnie, I'm calling you. Let me call you, bro. Yo. You're there. Yeah, I'm okay. here. You're gonna audio that works. Alright. Okay. So let me pull it in here. Put the camera too. Alright, cool. Perfect. Donnie, I got some good news for you, bro. Can you hear me? It's the good news. We can actually hear you much clearer this time. I know. I was trying to tell you before, <laughs> like when I did it with Ray on Skype, you could hear me. You could hear, like we could hear each other perfectly. You know what? I've been using Skype for five years on every MMA interview and everything, but after getting this laptop, man, Skype hasn't been working for me. And tonight, I found out using you can use Skype off of uh, Internet Explorer or Chrome. Are we live? Yeah, we're live right now. And I was just telling everybody. So okay. guess what? Ray got nine out of twelve right. I got eleven out of eleven, and I got the bonus one wrong. Oh, the bonus one was crazy, right? <laughs> and of course, I, I heard him say, "Oh, you could be using the internet, motherfucker!" I didn't use the internet. I was in the chat the whole time. Well, this is why I wanted to have people call in on the video for the MMA trivia because you never know. Well, you uh, can't cheat. Yeah. Well, here's the issue with it. We had. I love this guy. Uh, Eddie Mercado of Bloody Elbow came on the show about 2015, I want to say. Um, and we were all sitting there. We, were, we had him on video. And it looked like when we were asking him questions, he was typing it up. And I called him out. I was like, Eddie, what are you doing there, bro? He did it a couple times. He was like, oh, no, no, no. So if you guys want to you know go what? back and rewatch that, it's pretty funny. I'm going to call Darsh Smokes out, though. Yeah, I what think, would you say? I think on the bonus question... His computer screen lit up real bright. I think I, I think I think he looked up the bonus question because I you know why I think you know why I think he looked it up because I got it wrong. And if I got it wrong, no way he can get it right. I mean, it's such a, a staple in the MMA scene for uh, cringe. How, how, the hell, how the hell was he saying Joe Lozon for the most finishes? They've only said they've only talked about Cowboy having the most finishes for like the last month now that the fight's been announced well joe has the most uh fight fight bonuses i believe or he's up there Not with anymore. the most 
He's like he, in he, third. He yeah, he was up there, and then Nate Diaz like kind of passed him, and then Cowboy passed all of them. Yeah, <laughs> how crazy is that? Like, Cowboy, Cowboy has the most finishes, the most head kick finishes. He broke the record for the most wins when he submitted uh, Mike Perry at UFC Denver. Oh, yeah, genius Mike Perry going for the uh, takedown there, huh? Yeah, fucking what a moron, man. That was like the yeah that that was like some uh, some Daniel Tamer uh, fight IQ right there, but yeah. Daniel or David, the little one you're talking about, right? Yeah, isn't that Daniel Tamer, the dumb one? The uh, one that just fought Daniel's Chase Hooper? the younger one, yeah, where he was winning the beginning of the round yeah. and then faded away. Yeah. But his yeah. brother, yeah. his brother's pretty funny too, though, where he comes, you but better David, bring a change of underwears. Yeah. <laughs> David Tamer is good, man. Daniel They're both Tamer's great at Muay Thai. They're great at Muay Thai. Yeah. David Tamer's a beast, man. I mean, his last fight, he lost to uh, Du Bronx, but I don't know where he's been since. So let's jump into a couple of the topics that we got here, Donnie. First thing I want to say, before we called you, I was talking about Reebok and just what a disappointment it's been. You know, if Reebok released a new shoe, do you think they wouldn't display it in their store? They don't display any fight kits at the Reebok. Yeah, I know we've talked about that before. Like if you go to the if you were to go to the mall and go to the Reebok store, you would you would never see one of the fight kits in there. It's it it breaks my heart, man. It's stupid, man. Because but, it breaks my heart because these fighters are losing money. That's yeah, why. man. And then not only that, you can actually go on eBay and find them like a lot cheaper. Like if you go on the if you go on the UFC store, they're like, I don't know, maybe a hundred bucks or something. Because me and my, expensive, you know, yeah. Yeah, me and a, me and a friend on Twitter, we have a uh, we have a a bet going, and um, he has Yoani Young Jacek, and I have. Wiley Zhang in their title fight and if he, he wins then I have to buy him a, a fight kit, Reebok fight kit. Oh. and if I win he has to, he has to buy me a, 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 he has to buy me a UFC fight kit or Reebok fight kit and so I was like looking up I was looking up uh, the one he wanted and I was like alright yeah no problem I was like whatever and then uh, he's like no man go to like eBay or something like that and then He's like, well, I have the money. I'm going to buy yours just in case you win. <laughs> and so he, he bought mine for like 35 bucks on eBay. Well, you know what? Oh, wow. what a That's like a 75% change in price right there. Yeah, man. Yeah. So That is actually yep. great. And you know what? Some people might be like, oh, just buy it off Reebok. You're supporting the fighter. Well, somebody already did pay the money off Reebok to support the fighter. They're just giving it as a exactly. hand-me-down now. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Somebody originally bought it from 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 – the source so well you know what donnie i i just want to say we got our own merch store and things are not priced like that and they're good quality we got we got hats Dude. snapbacks Wait. sweaters all that good stuff even shirts as low as 15 dollars. but let me show everybody donnie you saw the photo of conor mcgregor's drawing and I, the first thing that you said was oh is this a troll like is this this is real or <laughs> Because this is pathetic. Now, let me show uh, the people tuning in the video cast. If you are listening to this on the podcast, on uh, Megaphone, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're tuning in, I'm going to tweet it out right now for everybody. It looks like a, it's like a cartoon. It's a horrible. It looks like Connor has been smoking meth and avoiding the sun for six months. Well, then it's accurate. That's what somebody said. <laughs> now, when I said that on Twitter... Somebody responded with that, and I said, you know what? You're right, because when he was doing that season, Ultimate Fighter, season 22, there were photos that some girl took 
after the season wrapped up where they had a fight party. And Connor, there's an infamous photo of him looking real strung out. I know he's going through the weight cut for 145 pounds. Isn't that, isn't that when, is that when like the girl asked him something like, and he said, and he said something like, put the camera uh, away or something. Or he talked talk something about his girlfriend and she said, Oh, you have a girlfriend or something like that. It was like, he was fucked up. And it was like, he was like, Oh, my girlfriend, this or something. And the one girl he was talking to was like, Oh, you have a girlfriend. And like, he was so fucked up, dude. But go back and watch his, his recent interview with his own little, uh, his own network, uh, Mac, Mac life. life. Yeah. Yeah. And he was asked, he's like, all right, I know you, or something like, I think it's something was, uh, to the effect of, what about Justin Gaethje and, and, and Connor's face changed. And he said, Oh, he's on the list. Yeah. He's on the list. Tell me that wasn't cocaine lockjaw When he said that there's a lot of videos break down some of his, uh, you know, press, press, uh, press conferences and him just being really tweaky his jaw going left and right and yeah when he said he's on the list yeah he's on the list i'm telling you man he had like what is it let me look it up for everybody what is it conor mcgregor it's on the mac life yeah it's it we'll just type up yeah it's his recent interview his last interview just put just type in conor mcgregor interview uh interview justin gaethje or Connor UFC 246 interview or something like that. UFC 246. All right, let's see what comes up here because I, I want to play it for everybody to yeah. see what it sounds it's, like. It's, uh, it's four days ago, said, is that right? About four days ago? Yeah, as this soon is, as he said it. Yeah, it was January 3rd, I believe. Right. So anyways, as soon as he said it, it was like the face, the facial feature when he said Oh, here yeah. it is. I got it. It's, it's a nine-minute video, but I found one with just him talking – about maybe it was, Justin. Maybe it was five minutes in. I think it was like five minutes and something in. If you have, let the me nine- know if this sounds right, Donnie. Ready? Yeah. The first thing he says is he's on the list. Yeah, he's on the list. I might fight him next. All right. Let's see. Load, motherfucker. Maria that was like his picture for his, world that was like, that, that was like that was like his exact response. He was like, "Yeah, he's on the list. He's on the list. I might fight him next." Well, because that, that's a fight me and you spoke about. That's a fight I didn't want to see him take. Even Cowboy. I, I feel a little bit safer with Cowboy. But I personally wanted to see him fight Justin Gaethje because it seems like if you actually go back and look, Conor McGregor was ranked number three and Justin Gaethje was ranked number four. And I think since this fight was announced, Conor's dropped to number four and Justin Gaethje's moved up to number three. Which so, I, it should be that way if he hasn't fought, you know? Yeah, and, and technically, well, well, you know, unless you listen to Dana White fighting at 155, but they're just not cutting weight. I mean, Darren Till fought at middleweight and got taken out of the rankings, uh, got taken out of the uh, welterweight rankings. Um, I think when Nate Diaz fought at 170, he got taken out of the 155 rankings, but I mean, he was... Oh, like, yeah, I remember that. And then I want to say... I thought one is that Anthony Pettis was taken out of the lightweight rankings once he beat uh, Wonder Boy, but I could be wrong about that. But. I feel like I remember that too. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I think I think Pettis was taken out of the the 155 rankings when he beat Wonder Boy. I know he was in the top ten of welterweight once he beat. Now that's somehow, that that's not playing for some reason, Donnie. But uh, there were rumors that he was talking about Jorge Masvidal as well. So. You know, we gotta wait to see what happens. But, but, yeah, but he tried to he tried to deflect that a bit though, because he was like, like 
I didn't come up to 170 to fight Jorge Masvidal. And he was like, I'm in it for the gold and the silver. That BMF belt is silver. That's an ugly belt or some shit. That's not a very good looking belt. So I'm really about the gold. So it was almost like he was deflecting that he wanted. I I think he really wanted Nate because he actually talked shit about George Masvidal. It's got to happen at some point. Yeah. But he talked shit about George Masvidal's win over Nate Diaz. He basically said that it was an unfinished bout and that the fight was just getting going. I'm like, come on, man. Like, another, like it's, I mean, because I really think Connor obviously wanted Nate Diaz to win because. Yeah, a lot they, of people did. I mean, their trilogy, their trilogy is much, is going to be big regardless. But what if their trilogy was for the BMF belt, you know? Like, yeah. so I really, I really think that he wanted cool. Nate Diaz. So but, you're saying it's about five minutes in because I do want to see it. So here, let's yeah, see. Yeah, I think I think I think when I told someone, I think I said it was five minutes in when he was asked about. Uh, let's see. When he was when he was asked about. Uh, oh, here it is! I got it, Donnie. On yourself. Do titles still motivate you? Do you still want to yeah, make? Course. Yeah, is that what you're looking of for? Of course, yes, most certainly. Sil- gold, gold, and I'd say silverware because that bad motherfucker belt is a silver one. It's not the best looking belt, right? Well, I don't really care about that. Yeah. I want the gold. I'm after the gold. 155, 170, and they're, they're the belts I am chasing now. I know you don't want to talk about opponents and names so much, but I will say one last one is Justin Gaethje. Uh, recently, you even tweeted Lola Gaethje. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. been very vocal yeah. about how this idea... Yeah. He's, he's on the list. Yeah. He is on the list. Look at his face like, there. Like, yeah, I see, I see what you're saying, but it, it almost seems like he's just a little annoyed with the question because he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I understand why people are... are... It's funny, though. Do you see right there where I said he was kind of deflecting away from George Masvidal when he said... That he really didn't like the BMF belt, and that it's not why he, that he came to one seventy. Gold. I'm after the gold. You get away from my lucky charms. I'm after the gold. Yeah, where's my gold coin? I want the putty gold. Yeah, you want to see? You remember? Uh, remember the leprechaun where he breaks? Did you see the newest leprechaun where he breaks through uh, the original character's stomach at the at the beginning? Because <laughs> uh, he which, swallows which the coin. It, yeah, which one was it? Where the gold, the pot of gold grows in their stomach? No, that that's the very uh, latest okay, one okay, okay, where they okay. brought back the original guy who was like a little slow. Got you. Got you. It's name, been but... so damn long. It's been so damn long, but I remember. And that, that guy of... actually is from uh, the Pee Wee Herman movies where he, he thinks he stole his bike. Oh, shit. I don't know if you guys remember that, but that's a, that's a Dude, good one. Dude, where's my bike? But yeah. Um, yeah, getting back to this, the whole McGregor cartoon thing, honestly – who is the artist that made that? I can think of so many artists out there on Twitter, like Boss Logic. If he, if a Boss Logic shirt was released on Reebok, people would go crazy. And we saw well, this. I think, I think the same thing about the. I think the same thing when about I when the I think posters. About the UFC posters, exactly, man. They're posters. I was about, I was about to say that, Donnie. Like we saw so many fans saying and, and media members saying. UFC, you're, you're doing this copy and paste promo picture. You have all these yeah. amazing artists. Why don't you pay them? Pay these guys. Multi, they didn't multi, pay those guys. They, in a multi-billion dollar company. But you know what they did? They didn't pay those guys. They took some ideas. They kind of cheated off of it. Uh, even I, there was like a Grand Theft Auto theme that they stole from one of the fighters. Yeah, they stole that shit. Exactly. Like, it's just, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. They're out for themselves. They're out for the I know, lowest. Like, like, yeah, like if anyone posts like a video on on Twitter or Instagram, they get all these they get all these accounts uh, striked in their in their. I'm their, one of them. Their, yep. Yeah, they get their accounts taken down when really you're promoting the company. You know what I'm saying? You're promoting the fighters and things like that. Like I'm, and even Jackson Wink, for example, Jackson Wink has you know 
a bunch of name fighters like John Jones and Holly Holm. And if they want to post any of their content, like any of like their own fighters to like promote their own fighters on their, on their Instagram, apparently Jackson Wink's Instagram got taken down and they lost all their followers. They got it back though, right? It happened to Robin Black too as well. Uh, yeah, a year yeah, or two ago. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Rob Black was doing those one minute breakdowns when he would he was doing those one minute breakdowns of fights. Yeah, and uh, he got in trouble. But yeah, it's crazy, man. And then they go with it. But the thing is, it's like they have the lawyers and the money. Like they'll get they'll they'll go into a yeah. You don't want to go to war with them. They're gonna make you bankrupt. Yeah. Look what they're doing to uh. Look what they're doing to uh uh Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt, Mark Hunt yeah. did that. Mark Hunt had that lawsuit. Um, when from when he fought at UFC 200 against, against Brock, Brock Lesnar, yeah, and used Brock all the Lesnar money basically all... that he won, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Now they're now they're suing they're suing Mark Hunt for like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in lawyer fees and wow. shit. So that's crazy, man. Why don't they just let it be? You know, but they're Mark like Hunt that. was never my friend. Mark Hunt never <laughs> right? my friend. Now, Donnie, right I, I also want to talk about that. I'm glad that you brought that up because I think it really is kind of bullshit that uh, that stuff goes around. Because for me, I, we lost around close to like 10,000 followers on our Instagram. And combined with our Facebook, we're looking at like 15,000 followers that we lost combined. And that's big because everyone this day and age knows that's your business. That's your baby. You're working hard every day. Every post you're putting thought into, every picture, every aspect of it. And it's just ripped away from you because you're promoting the company. You're helping fighters. It makes no sense. It's bullshit, man. And like, at the same time, you can't fight them. We do more promotion for the company than ESPN or Fox Sports, which was at the time. Fox Sports didn't even have commercials for it. People didn't even know there were upcoming events. No. They'd be playing shit at like 2 a.m. while people were sleeping. And I mean, I mean, just look at the promotion for this upcoming fight in U- uh, for UFC 246. It's been, it's been shit, really. It ain't really been nothing. Well, you see what they've been doing. They're doing the huh? Ronda Rousey uh, curse. The Ronda Rousey curse is back in effect where... The Ronda Rousey fight against Amanda Nunes. Yeah, yeah, where she they wanted to know. Didn't she show Amanda, and now the new promo where they're singing Eminem. Um, yeah. What what song is it that they're doing? Um, without me, because yeah. it feels so empty without me. Need a little controversy. Mm. Yeah. yeah, kind of perfect song, but there's no mention of Cowboy. Mm-hmm. That's like walking out to an Eminem song. They're they're cursing it's Connor. Funny. Yeah, I know, right? That fight is so damn intriguing, though, because I just want to know, like, to me, it all comes down to Cowboy's game plan. Like, Cowboy has not ever been able to win the big fights. I mean, I'm a big Cowboy fan. But Talk that's about like, it, Donnie. Bring bring no. us through this. I'm going to give you the mic for two minutes. Bring the listeners through what's going through your head for this, your predictions, how you see this going down. And uh, because we know that you did really well with your predictions last year, and we'll talk about that a little later on the show, but bring listeners through this as a little glimpse to uh, what's going on in your mind for UFC 246 main event. All right. Well, the main thing is what is going to be Cowboy's approach? Like, is he actually going to try? I mean, I know Conor McGregor has better takedown defense than people give him credit for, but that is something that Cowboy can, you know, at least he can at least try to shoot in and put something in Conor's mind. My biggest thing is, is that, like, 
Is is it going to be the plotting Connor, or is it going to be the Connor McGregor that's light on his feet? What is Cowboy's game plan going to be? Like to me, if Cowboy comes out and throws just one right hand, he's going to get knocked out or knocked. I mean, and that's another thing. What if Connor knocks him down? Like the first, like the second Nate Diaz fight. Obviously, I don't think Cowboy can take as much punishment as Nate Diaz. Not near nowhere near close. But what if he knocks Nate Diaz down, or what if he knocks Connor or Cowboy down? Does he make Cowboy get back up? Would he, would he ever think about going to the ground and for you know to try to ground and pound and finish? What did he him? do with Eddie Alvarez? He let Eddie right, right yeah. back up. But he did. But he did. He did go to the ground a little bit after that uh, second knockdown near the fence. But the thing is, is that Cowboy off his back is a motherfucker. I mean, he's a beast off his back. Ask Mike Perry. So, yeah. Yeah, he's just the beast off his back. I mean, he has submissions over like Dubronx. I mean, I know that wasn't off his back, but I'm just saying he's a beast off his back. But the thing is, is that what, like, what makes Connor? I mean, there's obviously a lot of things that make him special, but he is so good at trapping unorthodox fighters. He traps their lead hand, and he's you'll see him like go back and watch the Eddie Alvarez fight. A lot of the times he and this could open up a head kick from Cowboy because Conor McGregor. He walks forward with his hands out, and what he's doing is he's, he's trying to reach for that lead hand. And so he, tra- he basically traps the jab because Cowboy's actually developed a pretty good jab lately. But he traps the jab, he traps that lead hand, and it forces you to throw a right hand. And he's able to time it so perfectly when you go to throw the right hand, he steps back, hits you with that 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 you know that pull counter left hand of his. And I mean, I think if Cow Cowboy throws one right hand, he's gonna get he's gonna get hurt badly. But it's just a lot of I mean, it's intriguing as hell, man. Because I mean, 170, especially at 170. Like the thing is, is that at 150, at 155, we've seen Cowboy get hurt to the body so many times with body kicks. And obviously, Southpaw versus Orthodox, it opens up the power the power kick to the body. So I would actually predict the body. Yeah, I would actually predict a body kick finish by Connor. But then something that John Cavanaugh says said it kind of worked like it would kind of worry me if I was a, like, talking about that he sees a late finish for Connor McGregor, which is kind of crazy. Like Connor McGregor doesn't have a finish past the second round, and so it would be his first time getting a finish. But he was saying that he sees his fight going to the championship rounds, and because of added weight, and that he hmm. sees Connor getting a late finish, but. We all we know that Connor, Connor, the only Connor McGregor. It's kind of weird. It's almost kind of the opposite. When guys cut a lot of weight, you expect it to possibly take a toll on their cardio. But Connor McGregor, his cardio never really came into question at 145. I mean, he fought a three round fight with Max Holloway. Didn't get tired at all. Well, he all tore his ACL. ACL. He was taking yeah. Max Holloway. Yeah, and he uh he yeah he was trying to uh. Also, Donnie, you know what? He went. He looked better in the fourth and fifth round against Nate Diaz in the second fight as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he started to he started to gas out a little bit late in the second and into the third, but then in the fourth he caught his second win and he actually won that fourth round against Nate Diaz, and then he uh, probably lost the fifth round. But so Cowboy is thirty six, Connor's thirty one, and you you can say that. You know, guys at this age, anyone counting Connor out saying he's a has-been is crazy. Me and you talked about this last time. He's only lost three three fights, well, two fights in the octagon. Yeah, he's not in two in the UFC. All, all four of his losses are by submission. But, I mean, 
one of his losses by submission, I think it was to Joe Duffy. I think he was on top of Joe Duffy. I'm not sure if that was the one. He was on top. No, of, it was Joe. It was Joe Duffy before the UFC. It was on someone. Yeah, yeah it was on someone. It was, it was Joe got, Duffy. But he was on top of him, beating the hell out of him, and I think he got caught in a leg lock. And uh, that was one of his Cage Warriors fights. And then uh, in the UFC, obviously, he started out what six and zero, and then he lost to Nate Diaz. Then he beat Nate Diaz uh, seven and one. Then he beat Eddie. No, sorry. So he started seven and zero, and then he's he's two and two in his last four fights. But but yeah, I mean, people. The crazy thing to me is people keep saying he hasn't won a fight since 2016. Well, he's only had one one fight since 2016. Like, quit counting that Mayweather fight against him. Everyone knows he has no chance. Everyone is, though. That's the fucked up part. They, they count that Mayweather fight against him. Just consider that a huge money grab. Like, everybody was duped. People, it was the most bet sporting event in history, uh, at least combat sport event in history. I mean, it was a money grab. That's all it was. Like. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, it was a little weird too, Donnie, because there was this whole buildup for it, and then there were photos of them backstage together, flying together. Like there, there mean, was a little Vegas, Vegas mob shit to it. Yeah, yeah. The equivalence to this would be like Michael Phelps, right? He's the greatest swimmer of all time, right? Yeah. The equivalent would be to put Michael him in home run derby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or put him in, or put him in, or since it requires you put know put him in a fishing tournament yeah because <laughs> yeah, it has something so, yeah. to do with water yeah yeah, yeah or put him in, or put him on the diving board you know in the olympics for the di- for, for diving because just because he knows how to dive into water you know like let's yeah, see how much Connor, water he can drink yeah right i mean the thing is is it was just it's just completely different sport it was a money grab and, and he did well though he did pretty well he did i mean trust me mayweather may have carried him a little bit but i love that people say that but they they know in the back of their mind beginning of that fight leading up to that you know tko connor did pretty well the thing is whether he got carried or not which i would say he probably did because the thing is is that mayweather changed like changed his whole style like mayweather had like three four different styles in that fight but you never see mayweather just cover up and walk walk someone down. They also said he didn't so, train either. They said Mayweather barely yeah, trained for the heard, fight. Yeah, yeah, I heard he was like it is like he has like a he has like a strip club called the Girl Factory or some shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard he was in that bitch the night before the fight. Go ask but, Ariel. Yeah, Ariel waited for him for is, hours. The thing is, there was like a shot after like the the third round when when they showed Mayweather on his stool, and I'm not gonna lie, man, the, uh, the crazy delusional me actually thought that he looked a little worried there because I think it was the second round. Being carried or not, Mayweather showed how much of a chin he has because uh, Conor McGregor hit him with a perfect step-back uppercut. Uppercut, and yeah, it, yep. It was a huge uppercut, man. And uh, that was the hardest I've seen Mayweather get hit since maybe uh, um, uh, Sugar, oh, what the hell? Um, the illegal <laughs> shot? <laughs> the illegal <laughs> shot? <laughs> Yeah, right. came back and knocked his opponent out. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't remember this. I can't. I can't. I can't think. Every time I try to think of someone, I forget. But when Mayweather got he got uh, wobbly legged and uh, uh, fuck man, I can't think. But anyway, don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, it was the hardest I've seen Mayweather get hit in a while. But well, here's he, the other he, thing. Connor's not a boxer. Connor's not oh, a boxer, shoot, shoot, and it brings shoot, you to the yeah. I know. Sorry. 
Shane Mosley. Shane Mosley. It okay. was the hardest I've seen Mayweather get hit since Shane Sugar Mosley. Shane, Sugar Shane Mosley, is that his name? Yeah, I think so, I yeah. Know. I don't watch you, boxing. I don't watch boxing. I, don't, I mean, I watch the big fights, but I don't When I was boxing. little, my father and I would watch every pay Yeah, me too. But, yeah, me too. But the thing is, is that uh, Mosley... No, no, no. like, don't go up there. It was so crazy, though, because May- Mosley, he caught... Uh, he caught Mayweather with a huge shot, and it like, it like uh, caused Mayweather to do the chicken dance for a second and buckled well, you, him. You know what, Donnie? Then, you know what? Most didn't throw a single shot for the rest of the fight. You know what I like about this upcoming fight with Connor and Cowboy is that Connor is stepping away from everything people didn't like. Showing up to the press conferences drunk when he was going against K- uh, Habib. Didn't feel like he was taking it seriously. He got wrapped up in the entertainment side of it where people only cared about what was he going to say. Does he have a prediction? Mystic Mac. Mystic Mac. No. We're seeing the old con. At least we're believing or we're being told. But the thing is, is that you can't please everyone either because some people no. want to see all that shit. It's like you can't please everybody. You know. What's like, more important though? What's more important yeah. right now? And I'll if be honest with Connor Connor, loses, he's screwed. Exactly. He's, oh yeah, it's a, it's gonna it's a huge step back. I mean, I some part of me thinks that's they're gonna write him of, off. Yeah, but part of me thinks that's kind of the reason he's doing it at one seventy. It's almost like it. If I lose, something. then I'm this is my weight class, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, but Donnie, alleviates. this is but what I love like, about Connor. But, see, but if Cowboy wins, though, that could like, I mean. Nate Diaz hit the lottery when he choked out Conor McGregor the first time because the first time uh, I think Nate Diaz, I think he only got like maybe three hundred and fifty thousand or something like that. But the second fight he got millions because I'm still mad about that though. Like Conor, yeah. the only reason why that happened is because Conor saw that cut opening up and he started going in on it and thought he was going to be able to open him up more until the fight was going to get stopped and it backfired on. It really he's just is. not used to. He's just not used to landing that clean on anybody, and them and it, them not being and them still being there. Like, I mean, he was landing huge shots on Nate Diaz, and Nate Diaz just kept coming forward. Like, who the hell would have survived that soccer kick from Masvidal? Yeah, he would have kept coming from Masvidal too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. You gotta man. love the kid. Yeah, you gotta love Diaz, man. Yeah, but the thing is, is like Nate Diaz hit the lottery when he won that when they won that first fight because I remember Nate, I remember Dana White went to flew to Stockton and they were in some restaurant and they were trying to do negotiations with Nate Diaz. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> and Dana White got pissed off and like people said that he, he picked up something off the table and threw something off the table. Yep, but. Nate, Nate Diaz, like Connor, that's the only fight Connor would take. He was like obsessed with the rematch, and so. Nate Diaz was basically finally for the first time in his career had some bargaining power. Now, did you Connor... see? What's that? Did you see how Connor looks for this fight compared to what he looked like in the in the Diaz fight at this weight? He looks muscular as hell. Like the thing is, is that gonna help his cardio? No. I mean, if this goes late, I don't I don't see how. Like his also, coach though, John... Donnie, he wasn't used to being that heavy at that time. Now his body's a little bit more regulated to that, I'd feel. That's true. But That's true. also, he hasn't been active, and we know what a difference that could make. Yeah, and I just think there was no better Connor than the active Connor. So to me, it just it just adds another another layer. And then you mentioned something about being countered out, but Connor being countered out. But the thing is, is that I actually I see that, but I also see cowboy being counted out a lot too like how he's not being featured in in the the video you're talking about if you look at the well, betting two odds. different things two different things when i say oh, connor's yeah. being counted out it's by the fans like fans if he I loses know. 
they're going to count him out. But if he wins, Donnie, you know what's going to happen? All the people talking shit, they're going to be quiet for a couple days. The next time Conor fights, they're going to be on his ass. And you know what? That's just how the sport works. We've seen it happen for so many years. And at the same time, there's people deep down in their heart, they want to see Conor win because they enjoyed watching him win. They saw... Uh, I mean, the sport needs to win, to be honest with you. They were inspired by it. They were, Connor was an inspiration before all the bullshit. There is one guy, uh, or maybe two. I would add Nate Diaz to that list because, as you as you mentioned one time, Nate Diaz never loses. He just runs out of time. But uh, the thing is, is that if there's anybody in the UFC that gets away with a loss better than anyone, it's Cowboy Cerrone. Like he's on a two fight losing streak. He's been on. He was on a three-fight losing streak at one point, which I thought he actually beat um, Lawler. I thought he actually beat Robbie Lawler, but he yeah. lost three in a row for the first time in his career when he lost to George Mazadal, then he lost to Lawler, and then he lost to Darren Till, and then he went on a run, and that, now he's lost two in a row again. It happens a lot to him in the last few years. He gets hot and cold, yeah. hot and cold. He'll yeah, win straight like, for a year, no, lose for a year. But no one, no, but <laughs> but no one forgives Cowboy of a loss. More, like no, like no one is more forgiving of a loss, like for, towards anyone than they are towards Cowboy. I feel so like people for- care too much about what the fans think, and I find myself caring too much about it. And me and uh, my co-host James McSweeney talk about that a lot. Like I get wrapped up in what the fans think a lot, and I feel like a lot of the other media members do too. But that's what runs the sport. That's what um, the sport's becoming. It's you know MMA out of any other sport out there between MLB, NBA, football. The sports fans in MMA really do kind of pull the strings a little bit when it comes to yeah, fight matchmaking and who's favored. They do. They do. Of course they do. More than any other also, sport. But they're also the most fickle fans too. Like they're brutal, bro. It's oh, so much God. what it's like so much what have you done for me lately type of I mean a guy can can win three fights and then lose one and he's the worst fighter on the planet. You know, like it's fun. I mean that, that's messed up, man. Yeah. It's just a crazy thing. Like people forget so easily and then also, Rashad. Rashad fell and then, into all that he started listening opposite. to people and then the opposite like the thing is is like I'm a big I'm a big George Masvidal fan I've been a fan a long time and I, I remember when he lost a little Raphael and Sunsal back in the day I mean his shark fight days I mean the days when he lost to uh, Paul Daly I mean I've followed his career a long time I'm not gonna start fall- yeah. yeah I'm not gonna say I followed his career back to when he was in the Fucking backyards fighting. Yeah, no, I, I'm not gonna say I followed him that long. Obviously, I mean, no one cared unless it was Kimbo it. when it came to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've gone back and watched, but no fans piss me off now more than George Masvidal fans because why that hashtag? I don't know that hashtag super necessary. And oh, the, and all these people didn't give a shit about him in 2016 exactly, or 17. Exactly. None of them. Like, yeah, like, just, like, you know how frustrating it was being a George Masvidal fan when, like, when he would come out and... I don't know any George Masvidal fans of 2015, 16, 17, or, you know <laughs> I what know. I mean? Like, come on. Yeah, he would be so fucking frustrating. Where like, you at? He would, come, he would come out and beat the shit out of someone for the first round, and then he just wouldn't throw a punch after that. Like, he would be so hesitant. It's almost like he was afraid of gassing out or something. And he would be so hesitant, and he would lose these split decisions. He's a guy like Matt Brown a little bit, where, like, we we're excited yeah. to see him fight, but... We weren't counting too much on it. We knew it was going to be a good one, but most likely probably going to go to a decision or something. Yeah, and then when he came back at the beginning of the year in March against uh, Darren Till in, in London, I mean, he was like a three-to-one underdog in that fight. And I'm not going to lie, that I took Darren one. Till. I took Darren Till by decision. I thought Darren Till was going to win a decision. A I didn't lot of people did. Finish. 
But you I know what, Donnie? Finished Would you have picked it if Darren Till didn't start talking shit to Cowboy and win that fight? Because no one cared about Darren Till before that. No one even really no, knew know. who he was. No, I know. Yeah, well, I think he. Uh, yeah, I mean, circles back Cal- to what did you do for me lately? Like you said, though. Yeah, like the thing is, like Leon Edwards, for example, Leon Edwards. Like I thought, his big turning point for him was going to be when he beat Cowboy, because look what Darren Till. Darren Till's career trajectory went sky high, and his popularity went sky high. A three piece in a soda. That yeah yeah he's kind of known for the three piece in a soda guy now, but I mean Leon Edwards is a talented dude. I mean he's ten and two in the UFC. He's won eight in a row, and still people really don't know him. But I thought like like I said like once you know when Darren Till beat Cowboy, it shot. Darren Till up there, you know, and then when oh, yeah, Leon Edwards, when Leon Edwards beat Cowboy, it was like Matt Sarah beating GSP it, in, in a way. It was like, who is this guy? Oh my god! Yeah, but it, like I don't. Yeah, for Darren Till, but like, you know, yeah. Well, yeah, but when Leon Edwards beat when Leon Edwards beat uh, Cowboy, it was like, I mean, maybe he just didn't do it dominant enough, like 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 Darren Till did, and maybe he just didn't talk enough. Because to me, like, I don't even want to hear Leon Edwards talk. Like, it's kind of obnoxious to hear him talk. But I like him as a fighter. He's a very good fighter. But but he just, I don't know. Like, I guess he didn't take advantage of it as much. And then I think it was San Antonio. He beat RDA. I mean, the only, I mean, the only person, the only person really calling for Leon Edwards has been Usman. It's almost like Usman wants to hype up Leon Edwards. Uh, teasing that, yeah, he's been, yeah, he's been talking. I mean, who doesn't? They want all to want the red panty night, Donnie. They all, <laughs> who doesn't? And Connor kind of brought that on himself because Connor said that he brought up brought up Usman and Colby Covington and said that uh, that he saw that fight or whatever and that he wanted uh, he was looking at gold at 170. So to me, in order to get gold at 170. It would have to be through Usman because I don't see anyone beating Usman. Now, Donnie, what are your 2020 predictions? Do we see Jorge Masvidal versus uh, Edwards? You think, or what do, what do you see going down in 2020? I think George Masvidal is going to wait and see what happens in this Cowboy Connor fight. But ultimately, I think, whew, man, it's 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 hard to say. I, I think Leon Edwards is going to beat. This is going to piss off some people, but. They're either so far on one side or so far on the other side when it comes to Tyron Woodley. But I honestly think Leon Edwards is going to beat Tyron Woodley. Like Tyron Woodley, he doesn't have the gas. Yeah, I think Leon Edwards wins that fight, man. Because well, see, the thing is, if you watch, if you watch, I mean, can Tyron Woodley catch him with a big punch? Obviously, Tyron Woodley, most powerful guy at welterweight. So of course he could catch Leon Edwards with a big punch, but. But Tyron Woodley, he's become so predictable, and he's only—he's not getting any younger. What is he, 37 now? But the thing is, when you watch Tyron Woodley fight, he does the same shit. He like, like he backs himself against the cage, and then as soon as his back foot touches the cage, he explodes forward. And Leon Edwards. I think he's better at banking rounds like to me Tyron Woodley and maybe I'm just maybe it's just recency bias watching Tyron Woodley fight uh watching him fight uh Usman his fights off of their past you gotta be 
yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't say, you know, you know, a few years ago when, when he, you know, was one of the few to like perfectly, even though I thought he lost the first fight, to be honest with you, but like how he, the Wonder Boys and how he was basically able to, wasn't, he didn't do it in the most exciting ways, but he was basically able to beat guys at their own, in their, at their own strengths. But Woodley, to me, he kind of has one foot out the door. He's one foot in, one foot out. You know, it's, I mean, I'm glad that he has his life outside of fighting set up and everything, but it's just, the thing is, man, guys are so fucking hungry. It's like Conor McGregor, for example. I mean, guys are so fucking hungry. And if you're not, I mean, this is the wrong sport to not be all the way 100% committed to because it gets you hurt badly, you know? And there's just some guys like Tyron Woodley, which is awesome that, like I said, that he's establishing his, his life outside of fighting. But Leon Edwards, I mean, has been building for this fight and for this moment for, for so long. And I I mean, well, it's in his home, not couch. in his hometown. His hometown is Birmingham. What's his hometown? England. It, what's his hometown? Birmingham, England. Uh, Leon Edwards, Birmingham, 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 uh, England. Which I don't know how far from London that is. Here's but, the thing, though, I mean, Danny, honestly, like they're saying that T. Wood is on focus, doing the rap. You know, I, I saw a news report today that Cowboy Cerrone is going to be doing a Netflix movie special or something like that. You know, he was also in, you know, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Look at, look, good example right here. Michael Bisping on the set of Triple X comes out and beats oh, the yeah. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I think in a lot of ways, like it matters who it is, talking about the, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, the because, but the thing is, is yeah, but. If you watch Tyron Woodley, like he had his his rap album, like was being released, like the rap, like the Which launch is of his God rap album. Awful. I I love Wood, <laughs> oh, but I feel like I anyone can do a better job. Like it's just, it, oh man, it, it's uh, like not... to me, my favorite my, my favorite song is of Tyron Woodley's is that I'll remake whip your head, that he boy. did. What was that? What was the one that he did with uh he did it with um with randy couture at the award show like they ripped off that oh, one old song. country road yeah there you road. go with, M- with our boys mma roasted adam on adam on yeah exactly that yeah that was like the funniest to me that was like the funniest shit like oh, yeah. the best song he's had and it's not even really a full song it's like but uh that was that, a good I mean, that's one like though. Only good that's like the only good shit to me but that he's had but no the thing is is that like the night he fought uzman he was supposed to have a release party after that and all that shit. So, I mean, he was doing Hawaii Five O. He was in Hawaii doing that. Then he's flying to L.A. to do TMZ. Then he's going here to do that. I mean, I guess you're you can you can stretch yourself so thin. You could. And then, and then guys are just. And then if you look at Tyron Woodley in that fight against Usman, I mean, take no credit away from Usman at all, but Tyron Woodley looked like a shell of himself. Man, it was just it was crazy to watch. And Usman just just shut him down. Tyron Woodley, it looked like he was just loading up, looking for that one perfect shot. And the whole time, the whole yeah, the whole entire fight. I mean, his coaches were it's like the fourth and fifth round. It was like they were trying to wake him up, and they're oh. like, "You you need to finish him. You need to finish it." And it was like like he wasn't there. Donnie, like, I got to play this for our listeners tuning in right now, in case they haven't heard it, because anyone dissing on T Wood. This is good, and uh, Adam Hunter, I believe, helped him out with this. So here we go. Chat and go live. No, no, not meet me, go live. But here we go. I'll play a couple seconds. 
Best part, a damn good rapper. That's that's so sweet, man. Damn good rapper. That's the only line to But that is an actually good song. It's a good cover. Come on. Yeah, I thought I thought it was good, man. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I'm not even gonna lie. I I had to I had to go to T Woods uh face or excuse me his Twitter page and just so I could play it again a couple times, man. Download the song till it couldn't no more. I even I even plug my I even plug my phone in like the auxiliary cable in my car. Ride went for a ride on the back roads and shit. Just gets his belt back. Yeah. Wait, wait. We gotta wait for the the chorus. Ready? Ready? Hold on. Come on, that's good, Donnie. I'm gonna... That shit is good, man. Come I on, like that bro. song. I hope our, our listeners <laughs> that are on their way to work right now are maybe at the gym listening. Maybe they're at the beach if they're lucky, living, you know, somewhere <laughs> down south. Uh, tune in. Maybe go check out that song because it actually is pretty good. Maybe they have a, a new outlook. Like but you know I what? Like you saw yeah. his rap freestyle after he lost to Usman, and I wanted to cry for him. Dude, this song he came out with, like, on his page, or like, and it was, like, so weak, too, because Leon Edwards, like, roasted him about his rapping. And then Leon, like, Leon Edwards said some shit, like, like, when I beat you in March or whatever, he's like, at least you have your rap career to fall back on. Oh, and Tyron, Woodley, Tyron Woodley's response was basically, shut the hell up or I'm not going to fight you. So it was almost like, keep joking me, I'm not going to fight you. Like, So I thought it was like really like weak sauce by Tyron, to be honest with you. And I'm a big Willie fan, man, but... I am but too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have Leon Edwards winning that fight by decision, man. Now, moving, just, moving no. forward, Donnie, uh, let's, let's switch gears here a little bit for our listeners. There was a lot of people that chimed in on Fighters of the Decade, uh, Fighters of 2019. Let's start there. Fighters of 2019, male and female. Uh, who's your male fighter for 2019? Uh, you go, and then I'll give you uh, my pick on that. Well, I mean, George Masvidal is a good is a good is a good choice because of the resurrection He's hashtag, be, right? Of, of, yeah, of his career. I mean, but the thing is, I think mainly what it's been is kind of a monetary gain like you know like he's gained a lot of he's made probably more money this year than he's made in his, in his entire career and it's only going to get bigger in his next fight but i just, i still have to go with israel adesanya because they, they were both they were, they were both three and oh but israel adesanya i mean 
he touched gold twice, you know, the interim title, and then he unified it with Robert Whitaker. And so just for the title fights, I would have to go with uh, Israel Adesanya for the male fighter of the year. Uh, Thebodylock.com agrees with you. Male fighter of the year, Israel Adesanya. Female fighter of the year, Amanda Nunes. And I, th- I think that's spot on. Yeah. Right there. I do too. And I, th- I think there was a lot of controversy because, and I would actually probably name her my breakthrough fighter of the year rather really? than female fighter of the year. No, 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 not Amanda Nunes. No, there was like some controversy because apparently the female fighter of the year for someone was named uh, Wiley Zhang. And I, I just don't, I just don't know how you. It was shocking. Yeah, but I, I, shocking. I, but I would more so call her. I would more so call her breakthrough fight of the year because biggest shock of the year. Yeah. Yeah, because because the thing is, she was number six when she fought Andrade for the title, and a lot of people didn't give her a chance. And uh, even though she was on like a two in like the morning a, card, like eighteen, nineteen. Like, yeah, but she was like an eight. She was like, yeah, she's very good. But uh, I mean, the one the one knock I would say is that we don't we haven't gotten to see her extended in a fight because I think she did kind of slow down against Tisha Torres in their fight, and so we haven't seen her extended in a fight because I mean she did start fucking Jessica Andrade pretty early, and that was shocking. And it wasn't shocking to me that because I told someone that Zang was so going to win. So early on, like, though, come on, Donnie. So early on in the fight, I thought it was going to be a war. I didn't think it was going to be like that though. Yeah, there was there was this poker player. And like, I won't say his name, but he has probably over, I think he has like over a million dollars in, in live tournament winnings in poker. Is this the same guy that bet on Ronda losing to Holly or no? No, 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 no. I don't, I could have, I don't know. I didn't know him then, but no, there was, it's on Twitter. Oh, you know the guy. You know the guy. No, 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 no. Yeah. He got in an argument with me on Twitter when I said that Zhang was going to beat Andrade. Oh, Okay. And it was like a, it was like a, it was like a pissing contest, you know, like who sticks bigger type thing. Because obviously, I hate if when people do that, if he has, it's like, come on, yeah, this is he, for fun. Yeah, yeah, like obviously, if he has over a million dollars in live tournament winnings, then he has more money than I have. Oh, wow. And so it's like, let's let's match accounts or some shit. Like Andrade is definitely gonna win, and and you won. Well, yeah, I didn't, but I didn't bet him though. Like I was like, fuck this guy. And and, and uh, not, uh, what was that about hard hardball? Uh, fucking owing this guy money, training a little right. league team in the Bronx. Yeah, trying to win your money right. back. Fucking right. smashing TVs and shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I didn't. I'm not gonna bet anyone on Twitter. I mean, why but am I gonna should, bet? Though, you should though. You you should start a podcast on it. I've been telling you this. Start a podcast here on the Pure MMA Network. Name it whatever you want. Let me promote you. 2020. I'm gonna yeah. put a lot of money into this website promoting us. No, and I, will. I want you to Donnie, take Donnie hold. Rocket puts cash in your pocket. There you go. Yes. Let's do it. Let's what do was it. The thing I came up rocket with cash in your pocket. What was the the name I came up with? Dude, there's Ray like I, I think that's it. It was something Donnie like rocket that. Cash in your pocket. Yeah. Dude, but no, the thing cash. is, is like it, it makes me feel good. Like like after every you event, came in first place. Like, right? There's like this year. There's like there's like so many people who who message me and tell tell me thanks. Even like, UFC fe- fighters. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, thanks for what? And asking like, you advice show, for their fights. Yeah, yeah. And they show me they're like, uh, even people who We're don't ask. There's names. a lot of people. Who, we there's a lot names, of people who. But... No, but there is a lot of people who ask me for advice. And like, the thing is, is like, it's almost like, do as I say, not as I do. So like, I'll I'll give them some some bets that I think are like a rocket fuel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But there's so yeah, but there's but I share my I share my bets in my uh 
my picks and Which then is what it should be about, man. I hate when people get nasty. It's like, come on, we're having yeah. fun here. This is sport. Yeah. This is our getaway from the real horrors of life. This is where we should yeah. unite, not fucking. Be See, all like, off so much, yeah, but so much. The thing is, so much bad shit happened in my life, and I was laid up for so long. When I like, the only reason I joined Twitter in the first place. I didn't even know anything about MMA Twitter. Like I thought Twitter was someone like something where like people just followed their friends and it was like kind of like a Facebook type thing. But I never even knew about like the secret community, like not really secret, but I never really knew about the communities within. It's the best sporting community out there. It's the best sporting community out there. Oh, for sure. For sure. And the thing is, is like for every, like asshole who says like look at you man you're you know like what's wrong with your eye because i have a lazy eye or something of course i've always been self-conscious of the fact that a doctor it's 2020 though it's 2000 anyone that is racist or has an opinion get the fuck out of here so it's so funny though like 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 who the fuck is staring at my picture that close to like notice my lazy eye anyway but that makes them like why is that a big deal what what is that why is that i don't know I don't know, but for every asshole real. like that, but for every asshole like that, like I'm, I've met so Donnie, many great people. Like Donnie, oh. everyone has a flaw. Everyone has a flaw. There's no one that's perfect out there. The, even no. the people who are perfect or people think we're perfect, like Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio, those guys have a lot of flaws, and their flaws stick to the wall just like mine, just like yours. I mean, you know, when I was younger, man, I used to be conscious. Uh, conscientious about my nose people would be like oh you have a big nose it's like yeah because i play sports i broke my nose this and that i don't give a fuck like this is me i'm comfortable in my own skin i'm having fun you want to judge on that you're wasting your time because i don't care i do not yeah, care like, this, is so, a big, this is a big pointless. reason my dad was my best like, like my dad was my best friend like let me just paint a picture of my mom for you like growing up like my mom would let all these boyfriends beat the hell out of me and stuff but anyways I got. I ended up getting taken in for eye surgery, and the, and the doctor fucked up my eye, and so I have a lazy eye now. Whoa, whoa, and whoa, 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 whoa! What do you what What do you mean? Kind of like a, a Michael Bisping kind of like a detached retina? No, or... like I no no like I had I had LASIK surgery when I was older when I was eighteen when I was playing baseball in college because contacts were like the dirt was getting in the contacts oh, and yeah, wearing, yeah. and wearing glasses playing baseball was it? So no, I have like twenty twenty vision ever since I got LASIK surgery, but especially when I get really tired or like when I'm taking a picture, like I don't really know how to like, if I'm taking a selfie or something, like it's hard for me to know how to look into the camera kind of thing. And so every, like, especially when I'm tired though, you can really tell I have a lazy eye. But the thing was, is that the doctor is the eye doctor is the one that fucked up. And my mom could have, I was a kid. So my mom could have sued them for like malpractice, you know? Donnie, at the same time, it's a waste of time for you to care about what anyone else thinks. No, I know, I know, I know. But the thing but is, the thing is, is there's so many people like that, right? That just yeah. Fucking, the thing is, yeah. But the think, thing is, oh, I got him, I got him. It's like get the fuck yeah. Out it's of just there. funny. It's just so it's funny. Fourth grade, but, come but, on. But my mom, this is my mom though. Like she could have sued the doctor for malpractice, and the only reason why she didn't is because she thought the doctor was hot. Oh, get like that. really? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was dealing with growing up. But what I was saying, my main point for bringing up like the, this, I mean, this dude looks like like. This guy who joked me about my eye, and I'm not even gonna lie, man. Like, like my response to him was like, "Okay, well, if that makes you feel better about yourself, like I was really mature about it. Like, when I first joined Twitter, I would get in these like arguments and shit with people. But the only thing I said to him was, you know, if that makes you feel better about yourself. And like all these people attacked him. But literally, the Good. dude looks like, and this is no bullshit. 
he has his own picture up there, and a lot of times it's the people, sometimes it's the people with the abbeys that that's not really themselves, or they're under, like, these... Oh, like, yeah, it's a picture of Habib or something. Yeah, yeah exactly, uh, but this dude was under his own name, and he looked like, and this is no bullshit, like, he looked like Peter Griffin from Family Guy, and he's ouch. joking me about my, and he's joking me about my eye. Like, I promise you, dude, like, I've pulled more pussy in one night than you have in your whole life, but anyways... It was just funny how he was joking me about it, and I'm not gonna lie, it did hurt. It did hurt. I'm not gonna. It did. Donnie, you gotta get past like, that shit, though. Like, I don't know, but, I, but I am self because I am self conscious about it. But the thing is, is like at, at the time of my life when I joined Twitter, I didn't know about like MMA Twitter and all these communities. I only joined to follow the fighters because I would get an email and it would say something like this fighter said this, and I could only read part of the tweet. And so I joined Twitter, and that's when I met like Phil the MMA dude. And then oh, he opened me to, like yeah. the, yeah, yeah. And he opened me up to like the world of MMA Twitter. And now like you, like I've met so many great people through Twitter and like, dude, like it was at a time in my life when I was laid up fucking popping pills just to be able to like get through the day. I was in so much pain. I was like trapped in my own body. And the only thing that really got me through, to be honest with you, was the people on, on MMA Twitter and watching fights like watching mma in general like studying fights and stuff like that so when i say to people on mma twitter that they've had a profound impact on my life after losing my father after shattering my ankle and being laid up and not being able to work for so long when i say they've had a profound impact on my life for the good and like some of these people have literally probably saved me like i'm not even bullshitting like i consider people like a lot of people on mma twitter like some of my closest friends in life now like honestly like i've I pretty much isolated myself from the real world when i lost my dad and when i shattered my ankle and things like that and i've met so many great people in there like they've honestly had a, like when i say that like i'm not just this is not just hollow words that i'm just saying that make Donnie, it sound I feel like good. there's so many people out there that can relate to that including myself yeah it's not just like something i'm saying i say to people for likes or this and that or whatever like when I say that people on MMA Twitter have had a profound impact on my life and still to every day have a profound impact on my day to day life, like I literally mean it. Like some people, like I care it about it. It gets a lot you of out people. of bed in a way, right? It, it excites you, it motivates yeah. you. It, when, yeah. when, when yeah. you have a fight night coming up and you know you got all these people online, people are looking for best and, and people are engaging, like there's just so much, like, dude, it's. It's it's amazing. It really it, it's probably saved millions of lives out there, and that's why this community is just so amazing, man. No, it's it is amazing. Like like just like Fuck the thing the is, is not, like so it, many like, great people. Yeah, like like you know, I'm sure you when you were young, you like you probably popped in one of them like fetish websites or something like I like still chat do, room bro. chat. I remember when I was like a I teenager. I one or two. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like when I was a teenager, it was like I could, you could pop into one of those like little, like those like fetish chat rooms. And there's like a, it was like something for everybody, you know? Well, Twitter is almost like it's like, like it's uh, shaped for, you know, like just for me kind of thing. Like I feel it's like just for me kind of, you know, like I don't know how to explain it. You but feel like you found just, a group of, you feel like you have a cult in a way. It's, it's yeah, not yeah. a cult, like minded, but it's, like-minded people who care about the same things and that like MMA is like a, a MMA huge scene. part of it. It's a scene because you of people. Yeah, because you don't know people like that in life. Like, I don't really know people who like MMA, you know? Like, you meet them. You do podcasts or you, you meet them yeah. through working or t- t- tweeting. Mm-hmm. And dude, it's... 
it, it really is so therapeutic. It really, I, I've had more therapy with this than I've had spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on mm. actual therapists that, you know, are seven years old, listen to Grateful Dead and think that they can give me a lyric or two and I'd be cured. You know, it's not right. how it works, yeah. which is why yeah. I say all the time, like all the people that are out there trolling, you got to realize that there's so many people out here that are getting yelled at by their bosses or they're dealing with this or dealing with that. They come here to know that they're going to be tweeting into a fight. They're going to be tweeting with people that relate to them. And it's a good feeling. And that's why I started this podcast. Yeah, man. The thing is, is like, and that's why I, like, I can disregard the people who talk shit and stuff like that now. Like, I don't even pay them any attention because for every one of them, there's a hundred people that are fantastic, awesome people who are just there for the same experience as me, you know? And like I said, I can literally say, like, I care. There's a lot of people like yourself that I, I'm proud to call my friend and that I care about, you know? Donnie, with that being said, uh, feel good moment of the year, whether it's an MMA story, whether it's a, a fight, a fighter, anything at all. What was your feel good moment of the year for uh, 2018? through this all right this is from ariel hawani's awards male fighter of the year hori Masvidal. uh female fighter zang willie um knockout of the year masvidal versus askren i agree um submission of the year bryce mitchell agree uh fight of the year israel asani versus kelvin agree coach of the year eugene bearman Uh, i don't don't know i agree city kickboxing uh yeah that's izzy's coach i mean they went they went undefeated this year. He went undefeated with, or actually, they lost one fight. Sorry, uh, Kai Car France lost on the end of the year card what against Brett Fortis Reno, MMA, but, though? Who's the head coach oh, of Fortis? Oh, uh, that's Safe Sayud, and uh, he's fantastic, man. That, that team's only been up since 2017. I would it's think his number gate. one, yeah, yeah, his number one prospect is probably Jeff Neal. His female number one prospect is uh that chick, man. What the fuck? She was on the uh. The heavy hitters. She she lost her last fight, but a lot of people were looking at her as like a champion. I think she should move up to 145 though. But there's really not I me mean, to to help oh, you move see, the... uh your girl from PFL talking shit to uh, Henry Zahuda. Oh yeah, Kayla Harrison. Like yeah. she's like I, I would tell you my to... knee, but <laughs> yeah, I would you know I would tell you to bend the knee, but you're already close or two. You're already you know short yeah, enough to down there. Or some like shit. That. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, Round of the year goes to Adesanya versus Gaslam. Walk out yeah, of the year, Israel Adesanya. Definitely, definitely Israel Adesanya. We don't see much of that. We don't see that in the UFC anymore. Yeah. Where they do a walkout. Yeah. I saw a lot of people say that was so cringe and so stupid. So, I, I mean, I enjoyed it, man. People forget that. I mean, Wait, hold on, yeah. Now. So we just played it. Just the the dancing choreography that he did. A lot of people say, well, that's probably taking a little energy away from him, this and that. Went down at UFC 243 um, not that long ago. But at the same time, you can miss that. There's a lot of people out there that miss that. I say this all the time. I wish the UFC would do what they did like they had – uh, set up for UFC 189 with Chad Mendes versus Conor McGregor, where oh, they had yeah. Sinead O'Connor and Aaron yeah. Lewis sing. Something yeah. like this, it adds a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, for it was kind of looking, looking back at the day with, 
uh, look at back in the day with like like uh, with Man Anderson Miller? or Anderson no, Silver doing Michael Anderson Jackson, yeah, doing the Michael Jackson, yeah. But the thing is, I saw so many people saying that Israel Adesanya's shit was corny and all that. The thing is, is that he's still getting in there to face the number one. And does it you know, affect your life? Does it complicate your day? Are you upset? No. Are you going to turn the TV off because of it? Or were you actually watching it the whole time? Because if it wasn't, if it was cringy, and you I saw, and I, seen and the thing is, yeah, and I saw so many people obviously picking Robert Whitaker, which nothing wrong with that. I mean, Robert Whitaker had I lost Whitaker. I so many, yeah, he hadn't lost in so many years. Like I, I based my pick solely around like the. Not solely, but mainly I picked my I based my pick of Israel Adesanya around the fact that he had like a six and a half inch reach advantage, and you know guys with six inches six six inch reach advantage or more win like seventy percent of the time. Wow. So just yeah, you could just blindly you could just blindly pick Israel Adesanya in that fight. Well, you know seven. what, Donnie? He's so new too. He's so new, not new to the sport, but new to the yeah. UFC. It's it's really remarkable. We wanted to see yeah. him get tested and tested, and they kept pushing it and pushing it. And when he had the fight against Anderson Silva, we were all on the same page. We were like, all right, let's go. Even though there are some people out there that might say, well, it's Anderson Silva later on. No, that was the passing of the torch right there. And yeah, what's like that? Imagine, imagine trying to fight your hero. I mean, it's, it Remember can't be Remember the weigh-ins? He got Anderson, I mean, uh, Israel to almost break down. Because yeah. Anderson was just, yeah. you know, so emotional for that. Yeah, it can't. I mean, the thing is, is like people people said that Izzy underperformed and that Anderson actually won around, and they actually used that as a reason to fade him against Kelvin Gastelum and to fade him against Whitaker. But the thing is, is that like if you watch Israel Adesanya's last kickboxing match with big gloves on, he was knocked out cold. I mean, he was up in that fight. He was winning it. He almost finished. I think it's Alex. Some somebody he was fighting, but he almost finished, dude. And then he gets finished himself. Like he was kind of. I think he was kind of showboating a little bit, kind of like Anderson Silva. And he got finished. And then shortly amassed a thirteen and zero, like a thirteen and zero record going into the UFC, twelve or thirteen and zero. And then, I mean, I watched him fight outside the UFC against Melvin Gillard. And he, he even had some grappling in that fight, but it was it was kind of crazy. But uh. Well, guess but yeah, the dude is. I mean, but the, think of the another thing with the walkout. Think of the balls it takes to do something like that, knowing yeah. you have to go in into you have to go into the cage and fight another man, and and it was a record crowd. I mean, you would look like you would look like a moron if you did that walkout and then went in there and lost. Like you know, it would I would it would be kind of unfortunate for Robert Whitaker because all people would be talking about is the fact that Israel Adesanya did the walkout and then got starched or then lost, you know. But not only does he hit the, you know, come out with that walkout, then he goes in there. It adds to the energy of it too for Israel Adesanya, where he nails that and he's feeling good for nailing it. You know what I mean? It adds yeah. to probably his performance as well as much as it does probably take away for the energy. Well, the little energy it probably took away. Right. Yeah. You know I'm saying it's building a vibe. I don't know. Yeah. And dude, he fucking carried that vibe into the octagon, and he fucking dismantled, dismantled Robert Whitaker. I mean, it was, I mean, Robert Whitaker was like, I think nine and zero at, at at middleweight. But now, Donnie, breakout fighter of the year, uh, they went with Rosenstruck, who had an amazing performance. Uh, well, not a pr- amazing performance against over amazing comeback, but amazing he had a, an amazing comeback. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I think he, I think he went four and zero with four knockouts. But what he uh, my, did to Overeem was just holy shit. Oh man, fucking split his shit. Split his shit. <laughs> split his wig for real. 
It was almost like Cub Swanson losing to uh, City, where or no, Clay Guida losing to City, where he was winning every round in the last couple of seconds, is a boom, but on a bigger scale. Like this oh, yeah. is heavy. Oh, yeah. Like damn. Yeah, I think my breakthrough fighter of the year would be would have to be Wiley Zhang. I mean, she was number six in the world, and she wins the title, and she does. She does, not only does she win the title, but she wins the title in China, world's you know biggest population. But not only did she win the title, didn't win the title in China, but she fucking starched a very tough Jessica Andrade, who was a 135 pounder and probably brought that chin down to 115. I mean, I mean, Andrade is like the epitome of, of a like just walking through shit to get to you, like to get her hands on you, and she got starched, starched by Zhang. So that probably be my breakthrough fighter of the year. And I've said this before. I mean, with that, with the country that she has behind her, yeah. She could become one. I mean, if she keeps winning, man, she could become one of the biggest stars in in the sport. Which is very hard because she has to fight Joanna next. But Donnie, let, let me get to this next another, part. Another, another, oh, hold on, another breakthrough fight of the year. Somebody nobody would think of though, but I like that. What he actually he actually has a big fight coming up too. Marlon Chito Vera. Ooh, weird, but okay. Marlon Chito Vera. Well, remember last year we had uh, Alex. Uh, Alex, uh, what the hell is his name? Something Alexander. Um, Ratchik? No, 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 no. Uh, Alex, oh my God. Volkanovsky? No, 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 no. That's That could be another breakthrough fight of the year. He had the fight against Cowboy at the beginning of the year. Cowboy beat him. Oh, Um, Alexander Hernandez. Yes, yes. That could actually be be another breakthrough fighter of the year right there. Well, no, he did pretty bad this year. No, 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 no. Alexander Volkanovsky. Oh, Volkanovsky. Okay. He comes into the year. I mean, he was an underdog in every fight he had. And he was a big underdog against uh, Jose Aldo. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, he was a big underdog against. Not big underdog. He was a moderate underdog against Chad Mendez. He was a decent underdog. Oh, man. That was hard to watch, Mendez. Yeah. And then he was he was a decent sized underdog against Jose Aldo, and I'm not gonna lie, I bet Jose Aldo. I mean, how can you not take Jose Aldo in that spot with his takedown defense and and Rio, he the king of so Rio? Good at the at the new weight class too. I mean, we talked about it for a little bit, but it's impressive if anyone beats Jose Aldo. He's only yeah. he's pretty young. Still. Thing, yeah, Jose. I, don't know, I think he's only like thirty. Three or some shit, and but and people, but I mean, I guess he's much older in fight years, but but yeah, like Marlon Chito Vera, he's like my under the radar breakthrough fighter of the year. I think he went three and zero or four and zero, but he's on a five fight, he's on a five fight win streak, all five fights finishes, he's and he has a cold, yeah, and he has, but he's five and zero in his last five with five finishes, and he has a huge fight coming up versus Jimmy Rivera. And Ooh, our boy. There is some real bad blood versus Marlon Vera and uh, Jimmy Rivera. Like they Explain hate each other. People out there that don't know, what is it over? I, I'll be honest with you. I really don't know. Like I, I would have to look into it. I just know there's some bad blood. I don't know the reason for it, but there's some bad blood between the two. Now, they're on the show a bunch of times. And they're, here they're, at Three they're, they're fighting Saturday. They're fighting Saturday, February eighth. To prove, I mean, he didn't have a really good 2019 man. Um, no, about as bad as it can get. <laughs> I mean, he fought some up and comers, he fought some up and comers like Peter Young. Uh, I mean, for so long, and now he's oh, a little hard time at 
which just shows yeah. you. You got to have respect because like, this is what pisses me off, Donnie. When people write these guys off, it's like, hold on a second. You're, you're going to write somebody off that's competing at the top echelon of the most talented fighters in the world. Yeah, he was on like a 20 fight win streak, dude. He lost like his, I think he lost like oh, his. the number two guy it? beat him and now he's number three. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? That's so amazing. <laughs> I know, I, I, think, I think, yeah, I think he won. He beat, he beat the hell out of Uriah Faber with leg kicks and he, he beat Uriah Faber. That was crazy. He was on like, yeah. he was on like a 20 fight win streak. I think he lost either his debut, yep. like his. Yep. It's MMA debut or a second fight or something like that. And it was like a split decision. Bro, he and came so, on here calling out Dominic Cruz twice. Twice. Yeah, I know. He, I yeah, and, he, and, he was, and he was scheduled to fight now. He was going to get that fight. He was scheduled he to fight Dominic to Cruz. talk about it. Yeah, bro. Like, Dominic Cruz oh, got hurt. Tore his, he tore his shoulder up or something. Dominic, like, He was scheduled. I mean, he was scheduled to have that fight with Dominic Cruz. And if he would have beat Cruz, he would have been looking at a title shot and now he's on a rough three and like last, like he lost, he lost, he's last, lost his last three. I mean, but I mean, look who he's lost to. He's lost to Peter Jan, who I think is a, I think he's going to be a future champion. He's lost to Aljamain Sterling, which Aljamain Sterling is probably the rightful number one contender at Bantamweight right now. And then before that, he lost to, uh, uh, Marlon, or Marlon Marais, which, yeah. It was it was crazy to see. I mean, we've seen Jimmy Rivera get hurt in fights and, and dropped in fights and wobbled in fights, but up in New York, I think it was Attica, I think. But yeah, he uh Marlon Marais hit him with a switch kick to the dome and finished him in like thirty seconds. And that was only that was only Rivera's second loss. And his first loss was by split decision. And that was only his second career loss, and people were already writing him off when he lost to Marlon. And it was like Apparently they were like scheduled to fight each other before in another promotion or something. And the same thing with Aljamain Sterling. Uh, it seems like Jimmy Rivera has heat with everybody he fights. Like it was a big rivalry between him and uh, Marlon Rice and uh, Jimmy Rivera accused Marlon Rice's manager Ali Abdelaziz of oh, yeah. uh, shouting profanities at his wife or something like that. And so there was a kind of a heated build up to that fight. And then Aljamain Sterling and him, apparently they were there was something between them because them two were like the number one prospects in their previous organization, and they and Aljamain got to the UFC first, and, and, and instead of fighting Jimmy Rivera, and so there was like some bad blood there, and Aljamain beat uh, Jimmy Rivera by decision, and then Peter Yan. I mean, so I mean the dude is not losing to scrubs. I mean he's losing to you know, world-class fighters, but this is a big fight for him, man. He can't lose, he can't lose four in a row, and Cheeto Vera is bringing in some uh, momentum with him. Now, Donnie, let me play this for everybody. This was a while ago here on Period of Law in May. I'm going to put this audio up. It's, it's him talking about uh, TJ Dillashaw and Cody Nola. Let me play this for everybody. Because, you know, it's business at the end of the day. they got to make money. They have a lot of history. There's a lot of drama between the two. You know what I mean? You have TJ who left the camp. You have Cody who still stayed with Alpha Male. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of drama between the two. And they're going to try to, you know, hype it up. You're only, you're only going to see what's ha- going to happen. You know, you're true, when you've you got a camera on you 24-7, your true colors come out. You know how you really are. You know I mean, you saw how Connor was. You saw how Ronda was. You saw how Misha Kate was was so how all these guys were favored you know you really see how they their their persona comes out yeah and you really see how they really act so you're gonna see how they really act you're gonna you're gonna get to see tj and cody 
how they really are as a person, not just doing a podcast, not just doing an interview, you know, just like me, I've, people are always saying, you know, so everybody's come up with me, I like this new you, I'm like, listen, man, I've always been a humble and very respectful fighter, you know, but that doesn't get you the fight you want, you have to talk, you have to make some noise, you know what I mean, so with that said, now I'm at this point where it's like, I'm done, you know, being humble and done, you know, biting my tongue, fuck that, I want to fight the best people out there. I want to go fight Cruz, go beat him, retire him like a did favor, and move on to the next best thing. What do you think about that, dude? That was an interview we did about two years ago. That's a fight I still want to see. Jamie Rivera versus Dominic Cruz, no matter what, even if he loses this next fight, I want to see that. And for Dominic Cruz, what's the latest fight news with, with him? Like, I haven't heard much about him. I know that. Yeah, I know. He's yeah, like I, a commentary I, 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 thing, but. I mean, the only person calling him out these days has been Henry Cejudo, but I mean, Henry yeah, Cejudo is kind of—he's Henry Cejudo is kind of called out every big name. But he's calling out females, bro. He's calling out I, know. I know, man. It's crazy. It's—it's it's so cringe, man. Oh my god, he's such a I good fighter. I hope that Jimmy has a good 2020, man. He's a good people yeah. training over at one of the the best gyms over with Shane Burgos, and uh, also I'm going to be traveling sure. to New York. I got a message from Jared uh, Flash Gordon. A couple of days ago, saying that he was down in Florida. Actually, I yeah. don't know when the last time you talked to him. That's was. that's where his fiance lives. His fiance has like uh, his fiance was on like uh, you know the Ninja Warriors. Oh, she was on, she on, was on that twice. Yeah, she was on that twice. American Ninja Warrior. She was on it twice, and now she's opened up her own like facility, like training really? type facility. Like like uh, his like girlfriend's really close with Caitlin Chukagian as well. They're like best friends. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she's she's she seems very nice, but uh, but yeah, he uh, he goes down there. I mean, that's where his fiance lives, and that's where she has her facility. Where she uh, it's like a it's like a, I mean, it's you know, like for America, like like the Ninja Warrior people, like creating ninjas. I don't know, like it, Donnie. I'm cool. looking at his Facebook, or I mean, not his Facebook, his Twitter, and he retweeted you uh, when you listed your favorite fighters per weight class for heavyweight. You listed DC light heavyweight Anthony Smith. Uh, yeah. middleweight, uh, Gerald Harris, welterweight, Wonderboy, yep. lightweight, Jared Gordon. Ha <laughs> uh, Soon to be my favorite featherweight. Featherweight, uh, Bless, Max Holloway, uh, bantamweight, Peter Yan, uh, flyweight women, or no, flyweight, flyweight women, Joey B. No, flyweight, Joey B, who has an upcoming fight as well. Again, who's Joey fighting? He's got an upcoming he's fight, fight. He's fighting, he's fighting Devis and Figueredo for the, uh, for the, uh, Vacant 125 pound championship down in where I live, uh, my hometown city, Norfolk. Oh wait, I live. They're going to you. Yeah, February. They need a little UFC. Donnie in their life, huh? Yeah, UFC Norfolk. The last time they were here, they're on my old college campus. Uh, it's called the Ted Constant Center. They call it something else now, like Chartway Arena or some shit. But uh, whoever pays them to have that name on there, but uh, it's on my old college campus at when Old Dominion. When is the fight? When's the event? February twenty eighth or fuck let me, let me I'm gonna try to get you in there for the uh for uh, the press a, conference or something or at least set up interviews for you. I mean, Don, yeah. is that something that you want to do? Do you want to interview fighters? Like, what do you for 2020? What what do you see ahead of you as a journalist or a media member or uh, like what do you see? Do you want to do predictions? Do you want to do betting? Uh, writing? All, what do you want to do in 2020? All of it. All of it. Oh, whatever interests you, right? Yeah, that's the best yeah. way to do it. 
Yeah, February 29th. For anyone tickets out there that's tickets that? go on sale Friday. Have you okay? If you, if if there, I could give one recommendation for anyone out there that hasn't been to an MMA event, do not aim to get front row seats. You're not going to see much. Get the cheaper seats where you can sit up above, where you can see over the cage. I guarantee you, you're going to have a better time. You're going to be able to see the fights much better than you would be. Like when I sit on press row, it's so hard. I'm I'm mostly out of my seat trying to see what's going on in the cage. I've never been to, never been to a UFC event. Whoa, really? Well, the last time they were here, I was in Vegas, and it was the first time they were here. Of, all, was, of, all, t- of all places to be, of all places, you leave. exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm closer. I'm, 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 I'm freaking at the headquarters, at the headquarters, and they're here. I leave, yep. I leave my hometown to go to Vegas, where the UFC is. They go to my. That's a Seinfeld joke, bro. Come on. I know crazy. it's crazy, man. It was, uh, it was a bloody fight between Dustin Poirier and uh, Anthony Pettis. Now, really and, uh, quick, look, oh, whoa! You missed that fight? I didn't miss it. I watched it, but yeah, that was uh, that was that was when they were here, well, and I then did... they, the, and then the elbow from hell from Matt Brown oh, onto Diego God. Sanchez. Yeah. What a fight to miss, too. But you know what, Johnny? It's better to sit at home crowd. and watch. Guess who got the biggest crowd pop though? Who? Fucking Clay Guida. Like it was looking like he might be cut from the UFC, or he was on the last fight of his deal. And ended up winning, winning, and uh, at UFC Norfolk, and uh, like the crowd, like he's like, if you want me to stay in the UFC, cheer, and like the crowd went crazy, of course, man. Of course, yeah, it was awesome. Dude. You're not an MMA awesome. fan if you haven't been following Clay Guida since back when. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. yeah, on, one of the best. I mean, dude, him and Diego Sanchez when they fought, that was like one of the craziest fights I've ever seen, man. I, I. That was a fight I didn't want to see just because I love them both. And it was just like, they're yeah. two guys that are just, everyone's yeah, got to love. Yeah. You know what I mean? You Diego, yeah. When he did what he did. Is, now Diego Sanchez is fucking being trained by like some witch witchcraft guy or some shit. I had a hard artist. time listening to Diego's interviews and what he had to say about him training where he was fight, blacking out during training. Like that was... Yeah, it's crazy, man. Did you see his last, like his last fight against last his last fight against Kiesa? Like he only had one guy in his corner, and it was like some dude, like the like the it was crazy. When you say like, witchcraft guy, that's something I'm not familiar with. What what are you talking about there? Dude, it was like some guy who like like has never cornered a fighter before ever. I remember that, and, but why do you say witchcraft? Guy? I, I don't want to. I don't mean not necessarily witchcraft, but like like. This harnessing the, the energy. His, his last fight against Michael Chiesa, it was the first time in a long time. I think he moved to Alliance for a short period of time, but but for for the longest time he was with Jackson Wink. And when that like controversy went down between Cowboy and Jackson Wink, when they were gonna let, they were gonna let Mike Perry train there, and Cowboy didn't think it was right that Mike Perry was able to train there, and then that Mike Perry ends up leaving anyway. Yeah, Diego was like one of the people that they cited as like, you know, like someone who, like, was selfless and would would, you know, help everybody with their fights coming up and all this. And then now, I guess Diego Sanchez has had a falling out with with Jackson Week as well. Yeah, like a lot of people, a lot of, a lot people of drama over there. Yeah, like Greg Jackson, like he's like the mastermind, I guess. And I guess people treat it more like, like. 
like Winkle John is like just the business guy and all he cares about is money and you know like no, that's I don't know I don't hear that people forgot about you know that the uh, Mike Perry or what was it the Cowboy or what was it yeah. there were two fighters it was fighting Cowboy, Cowboy Cerrone and Mike Perry Mike Perry had went there that's to it. work that was it. yeah had went there to work and then and the, them two were scheduled to fight each other and even Cowboy even went on the Joe Rogan podcast and talked about it. Like he's like saying that that like Mike Winklejohn will let bums just come in off the street and fight yeah, in there. Yes, yes. I yeah, about that. like all you have to do is pay a fee and you can literally like train with John Jones or be brushing shoulders with Holly Holm. Oh, and you know what? Mat. It's true though. It's true because I've <laughs> bared witness to this with fighters uh, within the podcasting community that have done interviews. Uh, the MMA holes. I'm just throwing them under the bus. MMA holes did an interview with a guy that they met at uh, the Mayweather versus McGregor press conference, which I was at too. And they brought this guy on and he was there training with John bones and they were doing the, this kid did an interview while he was at the gym and John bones was there. And while the kid was doing the interview, the kid gives the phone to John and my friends over at the MMA holes, they give the, they tell him to give the phone to John. John picks up the phone and they tell him, they say, yeah, well, you know what? We got a lot of people here that are rooting for DC. What do you got to say against that? And Jones gets all pissed off, gives the phone back. I could understand the frustration of the fighters yeah. that are there and being with the championship mentality, training with other champions like, yeah. you know, Diego Sanchez or Cowboy or even though those guys aren't champions or Holly Holm or, you know what I mean? Like the list goes on and on with the legends that have been there to see this goofball come off the streets and his yeah. mom and dad have money and why, what the fuck's going on here? And the thing is, doing? like, just think of this, like, I think John Jones, maybe, maybe he might have brought this up before. Or someone might have brought this up. Like, think of this. Like, think of trying to get, like, like think of getting a cheap shot in on John Jones. Like, that's why John Jones has to be very careful, like, who he spars with. Because, like, you have to trust your sparring partner that they're not going to, like, what TJ Dillashaw would do in the past. From what, from what you know, what people would say. And, like, knee guys in the head when you're just wrestling and shit like that. And, like... Yeah, who was that? That was the winner of that season of Ultimate Fighter, Yeah, too. Chris... Oh, well, man. I know. I can never think of someone's name when I want to, but... Yeah, I, yeah. But the thing is, is, like... Like, think about this. Like, being the guy who said, who gets to go in and and spar with John Jones and when he's not looking catch him with a shot behind the ear and knock him out, you know, or something. And, and you're not, you're now the guy who's knocked out John Jones, you know, like and he says that people have tried to do that to him. And now he's like, the only thing, like instead of beating the shit out of him, he just tells him to get out of the cage and he won't spar with them anymore. But, you know, What's his name, not Hensworth. Uh, I think of his name. Can never think of Chris, Can never Hensworth. What's his name? Uh, it's something like that. It's Chris, Chris, something gold. Uh, no, Holdsworth. Chris Holdsworth. There you go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, like he's he's done from fighting because of a concussion. Oh, who, who's trying to go with uh the the girl that was on the same season? Oh my god, girlfriend. He wanted to fight Ronda Rousey after. Right, you should say. She was on oh, the same oh, season. Oh, oh. I, I don't. Oh, okay, I, I don't know what the. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure Misha Tate probably popped in because she lived in Vegas at the time. But 
that's the only one I know that just had a baby not like too no, long no. ago. But... Which that was also. Yeah, I know. Like she, guy from Ultimate Fighter season twenty two. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was. Uh, she she dated Ryan. Right. It was her name. She dated Brian Caraway for the longest time, and then uh, I think she cheated on Caraway with the guy that she had a baby with. Yeah, which is messed and, up. And Brian Caraway paid her back, though. He fucking released all those nude photos of Misha Tate. Hey, mom. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, well, what crazy. season was that? Oh, Team Rousey Tate. I gotta find It's gonna bother me if I don't find the name. Ultimate Fire Team Rousey versus that guy. He came back recently. Yeah. Lost his fight though. All right, let me go down here. Jasmine Duke was on there. TV Grant, Peggy Morgan, Roxanne Montefiore, Raquel Pennington, Josh Hill, Shayna Baszler, Juliana Pena. Juliana Pena. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. trying to hook up with Juliana. Say, she wrote him that little note and I everything. I was going to say, I can promise you it's not Raquel Pennington. Or she not Sarah Morass. Yeah. <laughs> or Cody. <laughs> Cody Bollinger was on that season. That was a good season, man. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I can't even believe I can't. I couldn't think of Juliana. It's hard, Juliana man. We got Pena. so she much in our minds being MMA fans. There's so she much. Was, she, was out, she, was, she was out for so long after having. In the baby, and then she, I think she does like the commentary for combat combates Combate, Americas or yeah. whatever. You know what, man? Yeah. It's just so crazy yeah. seeing, uh, you know, doing all these recap shows over the years. You have them fresh in your mind, and then a year or two goes by, and you forget them for a minute. It's like you have so much story yeah. in your head. It's 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 an the overload. Thing is, people might not realize me, me and you're doing like we're like acapella in this shit right now. We're just going like kind of off the top of our heads a little bit. But that's the best not, way to know, do it. Hard. That's what Rogan does. Yeah, that's yeah. the best way to do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's just like I almost feel like I'm just having a personal conversation with you. But that's the you know best what I'm saying. Way. Like we're just talking. You got people the on their way is, to work like, right now on the train in their car listening to us at the gym. That's how you get. That's how you get like uh like organic material. You know, like exactly. just just flowing. You know, but. It's not like I'm. We're not like reading from piece of paper. Which like, I hate. Notes. You can tell when somebody's doing that. You can tell when somebody's, yeah. you know, faking a laugh. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, oh yeah, it, it's hard when you do it with like a bunch of people though. It could be a little difficult because you like hold back. You don't know if it's your turn. Like that's just a little difficult. I like when it's one or two people. Uh, the, that's... Trust me. Trust me. I, I had that issue with you. I was like, like I would throw my, I want to like, like throw my phone across the room just listening to the first podcast with you because, of, like, I'm like fucking talking over you every five seconds and well I'm you're like, new to the game you're you're new yeah. to the game i've been doing this since i was seven like, years yeah. old yeah i think this is like my like fourth po- podcast total and donnie or, you're doing this is your i said it last time this is your best podcast yet and you know what that tops it all best audio yeah. that you've had yet too. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I can't even tell you how many hours i spent trying to edit the audio that we did on that last podcast to get it where it was at there was so much uh, radio feedback. And, 
it was it was hard to even get the radio feedback to go away, but uh, we got it all figured out here. But let's end it with this. Donnie, in 2019, we had 23 fight nights, 12 pay-per-view events, 7 UFC, ESPN events. What was the one event that stands out to you? Because for me, it's got to be, and I, I believe a lot of people would agree with me, if it's not Kobe Covington versus Usman, the number one is Diaz UFC versus Masvidal. What's yeah, yours? UFC two, well, I was just saying that UFC 244. At the beginning of the year, you would say, I'm most excited to see what fight. I would say DC versus Stipe rematch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or let's see. I think we were teased with something with John Jones, but but yeah, yeah. I think at the beginning of the year we were still there were still there was still questions on whether DC was going to fight Brock Lesnar or not. Or not. We and, thought uh, he was going to retire. DC still isn't retired. We, we thought he was going to retire at the end of two thousand. We're two thousand twenty. No, no. He gave a hard. Yeah, he gave a hard deadline of. March, his birthday, yeah, his birthday. Yeah, March, March, yeah, he gave a hard deadline of March 2019, and had that A fight gone according to plan, which it was going according to plan the first three rounds, until Stepe adjusted in the fourth round and started going to the body. But had that fight played out like DC wanted, oh, he would have left, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, he would retired. And just think, just think of like uh, that was a big loss for. I mean, it, it's going to end up being a big financial gain. For DC, but as far as legacy, this is a legacy fight for sure. The now, trilogy is a legacy fight for DC for sure. Now speaking about DC, I got to talk about John Jones, Israel Asanya. Do we see that fight in 2020? No, I think we see it in 2021 if we see it at all. It's it's hard it's to gonna, say, right? It's really hard it's to gonna, say. It's gonna it's gonna take Izzy some time to bulk up. So and I, he I said the same bulk. thing too. He said, you know, I'm putting the I'm putting the seeds out there, planting them in people's heads. I'm gonna let them grow. You know? Yeah, he said something like he said he, he sees it happening in twenty twenty one at Raider Stadium or some shit, but last which, thing, Donnie, before we go. Mm-hmm. Knockout of the year goes to who? Oh the easy choice is of course Masvidal over Askren. Usman, right? Masvidal versus Usman? No, Masvidal over Askren. Then the, the I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. Masvidal yeah. versus Ben Askren. But, but a couple honorable mentions, Kevin Lee killing Gregor Gillespie. That was a crazy knockout. Oh, that was hard to watch. You know, Gregor oh, was such a build. That was brutal. Because Everyone the thing loves was, him. Yeah, he's. I mean, the thing is, is that Gregor Gillespie was at like a five and a half inch reach disadvantage, and so he kept, he kept, uh, like, he was instead of instead of closing the distance with his feet, he kept. Open, like, like overextending and every time he would overextend that that kick was getting closer and closer and people think that oh this was a this was you know a culmination of kevin lee going to tristar no actually if you go back and watch some of kevin lee's fights that's like one of his go-to like one of his go-to uh combinations to throw now the longer he's at tristar you know then we might start seeing him develop you know like you know develop more to his game and his fight IQ. But that, that to me, didn't have anything to do with being a tri-star. It usually takes a couple camps. But another another honorable mention for knockout of the year was Valentina's head kick KO of Jessica I. That was pretty crazy. What about Amanda Nunes knocking out Holly Holm back in July? No yeah. one's mentioned yeah. that. No one's mentioned that yeah. fight. With, with Holly Holmes' own technique. How crazy is that? No, with, with have the, you heard anyone talk about that, Donnie? Anyone? 
No, not since it happened, no. You want to hear my reaction to it? Uh, we did a fight companion, and me, uh, Damien, and Chicky. Here's our reaction to that same night. That was such a good night because right before that, we saw Ben Askren get knocked out, and here's our reaction to that. Talking shit to Ben Askren across the cage, and now they're ready there to go. go. Oh my god! Dude, you don't know Dude, we're flipping the dude, fuck dude, out. You do not, not know how amazing it is hearing that because every time I watch that KO, like brings it back to life. But John Anik, but John Anik, man, his call like just keeps playing through my head. One of the greatest knockouts you'll ever see. Like every time, like I have to watch it, I have to hear John Anik say it, and it was just it just drives you nuts after after a while. One of the greatest knockouts you'll ever see. Wait, hold on. But, one, but, uh, one more time, Donnie. One more time. Talking one of the greatest knockouts. From across the cage. And now they're ready there to go. go. Oh, my God. They oh, my God. It's over. Oh, He's over. He's over. Come on. Oh, you got second. That was the quickest knockout in history. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> and it was actually, and it was actually more like, uh, like two point five, three seconds instead of the five seconds. It just took uh, because the ref. It just, yeah, it took Jason Herzog a little bit of time to get there. But, Bro, we had yeah. four thousand people watching live. One more time, Amanda Nunes knocking out Holly Holm. Come on, man. That's got to be the best fight night of 2019. Come on. Amanda yeah, Nunes, Nunes, Holly Holm, Holly Holm. Like, Holly Holm, she kept doing that, like, uh, UFC that 239. She, like, the thing is, she was actually doing pretty well in the fight. Like, she landed a, a nice right hand um, that seemed to kind of wobble Amanda Nunes a little bit. Um, she was, she was, uh, but it, she, to me, she got caught. Like she was, she kept lifting up her front leg, lifting up her front leg. And as soon as she lifted up her front leg again, almost like she was going to throw one of those, uh, like sidekicks to the hip. Uh, she, as soon as she lifted up that front leg, Amanda Nunes timed it. And boom, KO but. round one. Holly Holm was actually looking decent. Like. Amanda Nunes tried to take her down, and Holly Holm got a wizard and, and immediately got back to her feet. Uh, she landed a good shot of herself on Amanda Nunes. But what's well, a good else was on that card? Was Juan Blockwitz beating Luke Rockhold, Diego Sanchez losing oh, to Michael, man, was, Francis Ngannou versus uh, Junior Dos Santos was supposed to be on the card. It got canceled. In the main event, John Jones versus Diego Santos. First time John Jones came to uh, a split decision. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people think that Thiago Santos 
a lot of people think Tiago Santos won that fight, and I think the close. Uh, I think the fact that it was. I, I don't think so. I thought it was three rounds to two, John Jones. But I'm just saying, some people think that John Jones lost that fight. But I mean, it was a great performance by Pineda. It was a great getting knocked out. Holly Holm getting knocked. Out. But the thing is, like that John. Yeah, exactly. And then you go to John Jones. It was kind of lackluster compared to the rest of the fights, you know. But, but I don't know. Like, uh, I guess you could, you know, we come to find out that Mahetta had not one torn ACL, but two. You know, like Man. you would kind of expect more from John Jones. But so Thiago Santos, I mean, that's another example of a guy like like Colby Covington fighting with a broken jaw against Usman. I mean, look what. Look what Thiago Santos did against John Jones, and I mean he, he did well against him. Now let, let's end the show on this fighter of the decade, male and female. Who do you got? Because I've seen a lot of people go for Amanda Nunes for female, and I, yeah. I feel like Ronda Rousey was left out. I think Ronda Rousey had such an impact on the sport in this last decade. I mean she she introduced the female uh, fight fighting for the UFC. Conor McGregor has to take the the male spot. Who do you go with? I guess if you're going, uh, it's just, it's just, uh, I guess it's such a subjective uh, criteria because the thing is, is like, what are you you looking at? at, Right. What are you looking at? It's it's just, yeah. What is your criteria? Like change in the game, things like that. Then yeah, Conor McGregor will be up there. If you're looking at consistency, wins and losses, dominance, dominance, then you go with John Jones. So it just depends on what you're looking at. Like, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey, the thing is, is that people give her so much shit, and I have too, but the thing is, is that, like... She only lost she was, two fights? She, she lost two fights, and the thing is, that last fight, I, I, I don't even count it. And I she would that. still I'll come be, back and whip every division, every girl in every division, except for the top two? Come on. But I just think, I just think, to be honest with you, like, her coming back against Amanda Nunes was like the dumbest fucking Worst fight idea. to ever set up in him. I mean, that was so fucking dumb, to be honest with you. But the thing is, is that... I wouldn't see that in boxing. Never. Oh, hell no. But here's something else that people don't really mention, but Ronda Rousey kicked down the door for women to get into the UFC. Now, eventually, it would have, it would have happened. But she obviously kicked down the door for women to, to get into the UFC. Gina Carano then, was right there, and then yeah, it, was it could have been, it could have been her it. back in the day. Yeah, if for it sure. wasn't for Chris Cyborg taking that away. Yeah, but the thing is, is that I think Gina Carano actually came out and said that there was a million dollar offer for her to fight Ronda Rousey. Oh, dude, have yeah. you seen her in the Mandalorian on Disney Plus? I, I saw you post about it. I need oh to watch that. Oh my God, man. I died. It, Bill Burr's in it. Bill Burr has the best episode on the Mandalorian as a cameo. Oh, I was dude. blown away by Gina Carano in, in this. I'll, I'll give you my Disney Plus uh, sign in if you want to watch it tonight, Donnie. Fuck yeah, I'll watch it. But dude, the thing is, is that what I was going to say about Ronda Rousey is that, yeah, like, People can people hate on her because of the way she, I think I think it's a lot of it is the way she handled the losses. Yeah, like it was like, that season of Ultimate Fighter that a lot of people. That too, and then like, yeah, when she beat Misha Tate, she Misha Tate extended her hand and she didn't she shake her hand. Kicked it away, and then also she yeah, then she got in Holly Holmes' face at the at the stare downs, and then she refused to shake uh, Holly Holmes' hand like our touch gloves before after the fight climbing started. the uh, the rock wall as well. She flicks her off on the yeah. season of Ultimate Fighter. But the thing is, is that, like, I, I think another thing that, like, Ronda Rousey did that people don't realize is that 
she she elevated the other women. Like the other women weren't as skilled when Ronda Rousey was. I mean, look at look at she set the bar. Yeah. Amanda Nunes had like four losses. I mean, she got finished. She Amanda Nunes got finished in, in the UFC. I mean, I mean, she almost got finished a second time by Valentina. If there would have been if, there, if that if that first Valentina fight would have been five rounds, Valentina would have finished her. But I think that she Amanda Nunes. Excuse me. I think Ronda Rousey forced the other women to get better. You know, Step and to up, up their, their game. game. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that you've. I think that she kind of started the evolution of because now i mean i know we talk shit about the ufc pay and things like that but mma in general is like the one place that women can go and make equivalent money to men now let me replace in other sports like the wnba they don't make shit compared to players they don't even get respect no yeah like the only uh, only women outside of the only women outside of the UFC or, or MMA in general that make money, like good money, and is a soccer tennis player or tennis. Inside, well, uh, so- oh yeah, exactly. There you go, tennis players. I mean, they make they make millions of dollars. I, but, I don't even know how much tennis players make, but they're recognizable. They make a lot. Names. They make they make they make a lot. Okay. I mean, off endorsements. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Serena Williams and uh, what's her name? That Vanessa, oh, right? Williams? No. Uh, what the hell? Anna Kornikova. Anna Kornikova. Yeah, oh my God, she was so hot. Flashback two thousand six. Oh, but, but Maria Sharapova. Maria Sharapova was like on the on the the list for like top, you know, highest female. Dude, highest I had female. a picture of Michelle Waterson and Anna Kornikova in my room as a kid growing up because I saw Michelle Waterson on the Bully Beatdown, so I printed out a picture at school, posted it on the wall, and got like a little frame for it. But then I had like this big Anna Kornikova. Uh, poster oh, I got from Walmart, man. Those are my she girls made, right there. Dude, she was so fucking hot, Now, man. here is a <laughs> short clip of Dennis Hallman, who's infamous for wearing a thong inside the octagon uh, where Dana White flipped out afterwards. But this is him talking about his experience on that season Ultimate Fighter where he got into a fight with Edmund Tiverdian and Ronda Rousey. This is a one of two-part clips. Here we go. A.K.A. Count Chocula. Yeah, that guy was real weird. So he like, uh, he, he, uh, I came there and 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 Brian Caraway is a good friend of mine. Um, and uh, they told me that the guy that I before I got there, he was trying to like pick a fight with Brian. So I, I show up there and the guy kept looking at me like, like uh, I don't know, like I was dating his mom. And uh, of course he's looking at me. I'm like, hey, stare hard, retard. Like, and uh, and then he, I think they caught a little glimpse of it. But he tried to be, he's what I, he's a guy that I call like a background tough guy. Um, he's like the guy at the bar that will be, you know, if you you get a, you bump into him and he starts screaming real loud, come on, why'd you bump into me? So everybody hears him, you know, so he yeah. doesn't get beat up. That's kind of how that guy is. He's loud and he wants to be, you know, make sure make sure everybody notices him so he doesn't get his ass kicked in private. Uh, the whole thing with you and all right, hold on, part two, ready. Make sure everybody notices him so he doesn't get his ass kicked in private. Um, you know, so I told him, like, he was talking about how he was going to do whatever he was going to do. And so I didn't think that, I, you know what, to this day, I know we wouldn't have got in trouble if we would have went in there and I would have beat his ass in the cage. Um, no one would have said anything. We're two, you know, we're two grown men. We need to get in the cage. And, and whether it's, uh, you know, uh, during a live bout or, or not, no one's going to get in trouble. Um, grumpy little Rhonda. <laughs> she, uh, you know, wanted to make her little show of it, whatever. Grumpy little Rhonda. But uh, 
Right, she kind of white-lighted in there. You know, she she uh, got in your face and and yeah, she just. I don't know. I was I wasn't impressed with that. You know what I mean? But it, but it was totally her personal. That guy let a girl talk for him. That guy, they, the guy let a girl talk for him. I mean, what kind of panty waste does that? Right. Oh, I'm gonna let my girl coach go and stand in my way. But, yeah, you want to know if Misha mm-hmm. ever tried to do that to me? I'd be like, Misha, you better sit down. You know, make- <laughs> Misha, you better sit down. If Misha ever did that to me, I'd say, Misha, you better go sit down. <laughs> what kind of guy is this? He, he lets a girl talk for him? Because if you guys remember, Rhonda got into uh, Dennis's face, and that's what we were asking Dennis right there, what that situation was like, which is one of my favorite uh, moments on the Ultimate Fighter, and we're going to be doing a write-up on the best moments of Ultimate Fighter history in the last decade at PureVolumity.com, which I've been writing for the last two days here. Uh, working pretty hard on it, Donnie. i got a couple thousand words in on it i'm trying to really uh make it a timeless piece where it's going to last for you know the next 10 years where people will click and uh read it but uh um, i don't know if ufc has sold it yet but i know they put the the tough mansion up for sale i saw that yeah thing is is like now that they have this like ufc apex where they have multiple locker rooms and stuff like that and like like on the opposite sides and I know they're still building on to that apex i wonder i I hope they bring it i hope they bring tough back man i really do the thing is, it got overplayed. People lost interest, and you know. Yeah, but I, I felt like I'm like I felt like I was like one of the only people still watching. But I, I, I kinda, the diehards, right? The diehards. But it was I, good for people yeah. who don't watch the fights. People who don't tune in for the events, they liked that, you know. Which reminds yeah. me, Donnie, this is the last thing I want to talk about. We got three minutes left uh, before we end this stream. Uh, I, I do want to talk about this last thing while we're talking about that. It's, you know, Bellator, man, they did really awful this year for the ratings. Yeah. We've seen it drop dramatically. I, I believe they, I sent it to our Discord. Yeah, they've signed, you know, some big fighters. I mean, like Cyborg. But I think I think a lot of it has to do with their fucking, or not a lot of it, but I think some of it has to do with them. How little they do events? How? But the stupid fucking, like. Not promoting like, them? Uh, or not knowing yeah. where to tune in? Which one? I think, well, some of these fucking stupid-ass, like, like, like to me, like, Rampage versus Fedor was kind of stupid. It was, like, 15 years too late. So, like, these, these, they, I'm not going to, I mean, I know these, these like, sideshow-type fights. Like, I don't know. But the thing is, is, like, to me, like, having it, like, come on on a Friday and you can't watch it in the U.S. until Saturday. Oh, like, the, takes the pre-recorded the, shit. Sucks all the life out of it. Yeah, they have like several of those, like to where it's not live at all. And so Donnie, can't watch it. Bellator two thirty seven, Fedor versus uh, Rampage, three hundred eleven k viewers, all two thousand nineteen number events ready. Uh, Bellator two thirty five, two hundred twenty eight k. Bellator two thirty three, three hundred fourteen. Bellator two thirty one, two hundred sixty five. You know what? This year, uh, this is from JD Goodman. He posted mm-hmm. it. This has dropped like 30% every year. Oh, the viewing has dropped like 10 to 30% year after year, which well, doesn't I show think, a good I think sign. Another thing, I think another thing that has to do with that is also behind a paywall now, like the DAZN deal. Like when it started out, like ESPN Plus is only like $4.99 a month. I think DAZN is like $20 a month or some shit. And the thing is, is that so DAZN cool. doesn't even have, like you're paying $20 a month, but on ESPN Plus... For the most part, you're getting events almost every week. 
And, and then you got the people doing the the fight pass where you you get other events, but how well are your events going to be doing? Like there's CES on there. I love CES. Yeah. I mean, I can understand you buying it for a month or whatever, but it's it's just it's so expensive to be an MMA fan, and it's just so hard to figure yeah. out where things are going the on. Thing is, you're a that. I'm like like I said, in like the zone, like it's like twenty dollars a month, and yeah, you do get like you know Canelo's boxing matches and shit like that. But how often does Canelo? How often does Canelo box? Once like, or what? twice a year. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, you could go a month on this. Like, you could pay twenty dollars for a month subscription or watch the and highlights not, on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could pay like exactly, but I just think it. I think it's another thing that has to do with their viewership going down. Is that you can pay twenty dollars for a month and may only get one event. Like at least on ESPN Plus, you can watch other things, and they usually have at least one event. I mean, it's not. This is this is kind of like. Why like, didn't uh, ESPN buy out Fight Pass too? Like, why not buy the whole library? Like, I would. I that would be so worth it. That would be so worth I'm, it. Uh, I'm not sure if ESPN. I'm, excuse, I'm not sure if the UFC would allow that. Like, I'm not it's sure if they weird, were. Weird though, to right? That. Because remember how yeah. much the UFC got they, behind. Yeah, because yeah, what if they go with another? What if they end up with another network after seven years and now someone owns the, the rights to your to your fight library yeah like yeah, i mean to be honest with you when they bought pride that's pretty much what they got out of the deal they basically Which, bought a fight uh, library they oh my god that was such a all of it was just such a mess all of it yeah i mean when they, when they bought pride that's pretty much what they got to be honest with you they, they got spent, what 20 million dollars or something crazy yeah and pride was going out of business anyway and I most mean, of the events like weren't there like weren't recorded <laughs> or something like I, I forgot what it was but it was a mess yeah, but pretty much what they got out of that deal, which I've already said, obviously, but what pretty much what they got out of that deal was their fight library. Like, yeah, them acquiring the WEC was huge. I mean, you got so many great fighters and weight classes, you know, put in, and obviously buying uh, strike force. Uh, strike, strike force. You got so many great fighters like DC and Luke Rockhold for a time, and I mean, some really good fighters out of Strike Force, Overeem. Dan Henderson, I mean, some legendary fighters. But now, Pride, most guys fizzled out. I mean, look at Mirko Krokop. I mean, Mirko Krokop was fucking, I think he was like on a 10-fight winning streak when he ended his career. But in the UFC, like, it almost gives credence to what someone said about fake fights in Japan because when he comes to the UFC, he gets, he gets fucking, I mean, he got knocked out by Brendan Schaub. Krokop knocked out by Brendan Schaub. I mean, the first fight, he, he was a huge, uh, against Gabriel Gonzaga, he was a huge favorite against Gabriel Gonzaga. And Gabriel Gonzaga, Krokop, Krokop, kicked him in his head. I mean, Krokop oh, did unforgettable. Too. Didn't Brendan yeah, did Schaub too. fight uh, Gabriel, too? He fought Gabriel. Yeah, he got, he got beat by Gabriel he, Gonzaga. He but... also fought the hardest-hitting uh, puncher in UFC history who just fought my co-host, McSweeney and uh, got a victory over him as well. I mean, people give Brandon a, a hard time, but you know, these are heavyweights, man. I mean, yeah, he lost to I think he, I think Brendan Schaub, man, that was like one of the most unforgettable fucking uh, uh, Joe Rogan podcast or one of the most oh, unforgettable podcast I've ever seen seen when he like like broke him down. Brandon, Brandon, yeah, Brendan was you'd coming. You'd be up. surprised about him, yeah, you know, exactly. beating King yeah, Velasquez. Yeah. 
Yeah, because no, he was like, uh, you'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah, because he was like, uh, because Brendan Schaub was coming off the knockout loss to Travis Brown, where he got caught oh, with the uppercut, man. and he was saying that Mario Yamasaki shouldn't have stopped the fight, that he was protecting himself on the ground, and he's like, you know, he had to stop the fight, right? And then Joe Rogan was like, okay, how about this? In a in a wrestling match with with Cain Velasquez, Velasquez, how do you, how do you how do you think you do in a, how do you think you do in a wrestling match with Cain Velasquez? I think you'd be surprised. And Brendan Brendan Schaub says, "I think I think you'd be surprised." And Joe Rogan said, "I think, I think you'd, be, you'd surprised. be surprised." I, I think he'd fuck you up. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon, it was hard to watch though. Yeah, it was so. It was like, damn, Joe was being so a uncomfortable. Dick. It was so uncomfortable. But would you ever be able to do that to a fighter, Donnie? I think he just really cared about him. But you it's, know? But it's I think the truth, it and that's what people need to hear yeah. is the truth. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it would have had this because obviously that was. But wouldn't you rather build his confidence up than crash it down at the same time? Like, there's two ways to go about it. I think that was the better way to go about it, but the wrong way to go about it in more ways. But the thing is, is that I think Brendan Schaub's career after fighting, like Joe Rogan, I think Joe Rogan has set him up pretty nice. Well, like, you know what, Donnie? Lot, I'm glad that you said that because you know what tomorrow night's show is for the reaction? I'm reacting to that documentary that somebody made on Brendan Schaub. Uh, we're going to be watching that, and I'm going to be reacting to uh, some of the comments that they made through it. So I don't know if you're going to be free, but I got it yeah. all set up and ready to go uh, yeah. to some of the points yeah. that they made during the documentary. Uh, yeah. We did a reaction show for Bully Beatdown. But this upcoming 2020, I want to do more reaction videos. I want to start off with this because uh, I kind of want to defend Brendan Schaub here. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are such trolls. They take every little thing and just throw it at you instead of looking at it from that person's perspective, which I I, I want to bash back at. He does say some – I think the MMA fans hate him now because he – Ruined our free streaming? The streams, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Fucking Reddit fucking free streams? Come on. But I don't know. Like, we got plenty of streams, like, Donnie. Like, don't lie. We got plenty of streams, bro. <laughs> no, but like, How many do like, I got in our Discord? I, I got four backups <laughs> for us. Come on. Right. But I think when he's like when he's like on Joe Rogan's podcast, like he'll say, yeah, fuck that guy. And Joe Rogan yeah. will say, no, he's cool. And Joe Rogan will say, and then Brennan and will, will be like, like yeah, yeah, no, he's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's cool. <laughs> he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all over that dick. Yeah, like Everyone like does that. it to Joe, though. It's not just Brad. Everyone does it. You know what I mean? If it was yeah. Joe Rogan that dosed uh, the machine, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal because it was Joe Rogan doing it. But since it was yeah. Ari, do- did you get in on all that drama? Or Shafir putting Molly in... Uh, Whatchamacallit's uh drink or whatever in his shot glass. Yeah. Oh god. Crazy. But that's uh, probably gonna happen to Cowboy before the Connor fight, like, like Oh, like Nick Diaz Dana. claimed happened to him. Yeah. Yeah, when he, fought, when he fought GSP. Someone is gonna poison drug my water. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I gar- I, yeah, I guarantee Dana White is gonna is gonna spike. I always think Cow- about that though. Like all these fighters are out, like they don't know if you like if when Connor was gonna fight RDA, I was afraid that some some Mexican was gonna slip something into his drink, or uh, fighting Jose Aldo, someone's gonna slip something into his drink. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. shit like that happens. Yeah. People don't realize. But uh, with yeah, that man. being said, Donnie, great show. I think we're on like three hours, two hours and thirty minutes, which is crazy, yeah. man. It's just I just have so much fun doing this. I feel so alive. I hope all of our listeners are enjoying it. We had a uh, dude. We had almost a thousand downloads on our last show that we did together, the very That's last cool. show. 
And we got a new sponsor now over at Megaphone. So, Donnie, where can people find you on social media? Give out uh, your tags here. At, on Twitter at D as in dog, R as in rocket, O as in octopus, C as in cat, K as in kitten, E as in elephant, T as in Tom, T as in Tom, 6969. And Instagram. Donnie Rocket or at D Rocket 69. So, Donnie, before we let you go, the uh, MMA trivia challenge we're doing here. Tomorrow we got, uh, what's his name, Jake coming on. He's over in Ireland, or Dublin, Ireland. Then uh, Thursday we have Darce. Going up against Rhino. And the winner oh. of that is going to face the winner of tonight's show, which was uh, either Dars or um, Jake. But then whoever wins that $50 gift card is going to go on to the grand finale, the Bowser Challenge, which is Donnie what? Rocket. Yeah. So I'm you gonna, claim that you up. did, uh, how, how, what, you got 11 out of 12 on tonight's? Uh, being yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I missed the, uh, I missed the last one. The the rapping one. Who was who? What was the what was the answer to that? Anyways, it was a uh, Renato Gracie. Gracie? I oh, okay, yeah, I I didn't get that one, but that was yeah. I, I still remember most of the answers, like like top twenty one cowboy. Yeah, a lot of them were pretty simple, but it was like I I put it like I put the multiple choice so close, where it'd be like, oh wait, is it that or this? You know what I mean? Right. Like you know the answer in your head, but then you second guess yourself. That's how I set up yeah. the answers to be. But, uh, yeah, like GSP's last GSP's last fight against Hendrix. I still uh-huh. remember that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Like uh, I still remember most of the questions. Like most of the answers. Like I remember Black Zillions versus American Top Team. The Usman question. Yeah. yeah, they actually the Black Zillion team. They actually did not want Usman representing them. And uh, the last season of Ultimate Fighter on Spike TV. Yeah, that was. Donnie, um, I'm gonna leave you with this one then. Who headlined <laughs> UFC 201? Who headlined UFC 201? I'm terrible with that. Hey, oh, Johnny choking. Johnny choking. Do, do, do multiple choice. Yeah, we got to do multiple choice. Well, guys, you got to tune in. Check it out because we got a three-day event going on here. Tomorrow, we're going to have Jake tune in. And then Donnie is going to take on the winner of the finale. And it's going to be for a $20 gift card. So the winner of the four-man tournament gets the $15 gift card for Amazon, Google, whatever they want. And then the winner of... Donnie and the winner of that gets a twenty dollars gift certificate for whatever they want as well. So uh, Donnie, I, I, yeah, I, I put my money on you, man. I, I'm putting my money on Donnie. I really yeah, just go ahead, send, send, go ahead and send me the twenty dollars gift card now. It's gonna be fun. It's good. This is fun. It's a great way I, 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 to start the year. I want a, I want a twenty dollars gift card to Hooters. To Hooters. No, <laughs> no, even better, even better. The pure evil MMA. Merchandise, merchandise store. Store. Oh, fucking hats so are sweet, energy. hell yeah and you guys get all that at pure under the top tab under merch store and everything is actually on discount right now minimum prices somebody just bought the uh the leggings last night and dude i only made two dollars off of it i'm not making money off of it this is for you guys I, I put the prices at a minimum. I made $2 off of like a $35 leggings. And it's not for me. It's for you guys. That's what no, those for. leggings are for me. No. <laughs> yeah, Donnie. <laughs> me and Donnie, you're going to see me and Donnie at the ski resort skiing down fucking uh, Black Triangle on fucking Pure Evil MMA yoga pants. Watch out. <laughs> All right, that does it for this episode of Pure Evil MMA, episode number 246. I'm Evil That's Donnie Rocket. Have a great night. And remember, without evil, there's no purity. With knuckles to the end, behave yourselves.